0: The following episode of the Cellcast podcast is, uh, involves us reviewing a movie that features nudity. Do not go watch this movie if you're a kid. All other viewer discretion is advised. But if you enjoy, if you enjoy watching listen listening to Cellcast, continue on.
1: The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience.
0: episode of the cell cast joining me today is a man who's feeling a little sick to his stomach Welcome to Jacob. why well, you shouldn't play with ninja stars
2: yeah exactly oh my gosh oh was, the, the, the less time i eat that soup the better Mmm. It's strange because you don't like soup. no i don't I, I don't know why i was convinced be like it's be like they were conv- very convincing and it sounded really good, and so I was like, "Eh, not? Well, I'll try something." Stranger that it had broccoli in it, and you ate it. Oh, it wrong. yeah, I know. Were well, you convinced
0: that two negatives could make a positive? I think so. Two rights don't
2: make a wrong, but three lefts do. That's true. Why? Thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who, in the bumper, only brought up that there's a, there's nudity and discretion <laughs> is advised. Welcome, Drew. That's really the best joke you can come up with? No, I want to bring it up.
0: <laughs> oh, Germany crickets on a the dum Yeah, we're We're reviewing a movie that somebody forgot to tell me. <laughs> this dude had uh, had some stuff in it I would have loved to have known about ahead of time so I could have, you know, been prepared. <laughs> Except I'm just sitting there watching what is essentially Scene I wasn't expecting to see, right? And then it got worse. Yeah, like Jacob. I know you saw Oppenheimer. Yes. Why you warned me about that? I you (laughs) forgot another
2: thing to (laughs) warn me about. My apologies, my apologies. Because there again, be like I watched this movie and it's oh my gosh, beautiful animation great action shots the whole bit. I remember all these other stuff in this film. I just don't think about it. You didn't remember her jutsu. Oh. And and the
0: other jutsu.
2: Yes, the other jutsu.
0: We'll get to that in a second. Snakes. Why is it gotta be snakes?
2: Indeed.
0: I'm just... I was sitting there watching... We'll get into the thing in a second. Yeah. I have to point out, I'm watching... We're seeing this woman for the first time with these snakes tattooed all over her body. Right. And the first thing that comes to mind is you have a lot of pain tolerance, lady, (laughs) because that many needles having gone all over your entire body, Mm -hmm. including the parts where the sun don't shine. Ouch. That's a life choice. Yes. Agreed. And not one I approve
2: of. No. Oh, my God. But you're a villain, so that's fine. Yeah, that's Let's true. Let's just go ahead. And villains to sh- be jump villains into Satan. the rest of this before yes. we get too crazy. <laughs> like we don't get crazy anyway.
1: Certified fresh and spoiler free.
0: This was my first viewing of this <laughs> film. <laughs> and okay. fun, my apologies. <laughs> and fun fact: this film is out of print right now. Really? Yes, I looked it up. If you want to purchase this film on DVD or Blu-ray now, yeah, it's a hundred dollars.
2: Wow. Okay. From what I saw, and it's not streaming anywhere. anywhere. I I purchased this on uh, Amazon a couple of years ago when it when it finally came out in the Blu-ray version. When I say a hundred dollars. It may have been closer to forty-five or fifty. Yeah, I purchased this for like twenty bucks.
0: Yeah, for the steelbook, but it's that rare now.
2: Yeah, this is not a steelbook though. <laughs>
0: yeah so i perused the internet archive and watched it that way oh okay uh for a 1993 anime this is actually animated very well yes Bear. uh i was actually surprised to learn this actually has a series based on it too Mm mm-hmm it came out in 2000 not because it was uh, b- badly done but it's just because i felt the story could not be expanded from what we saw in this film not really. it's not a bad no, movie no it's not it's animated beautifully the story is okay studio mud oh yeah studio madhouse is always good mm-hmm. but uh it's just an okay film okay animated well stories mm, i got you a lot of good action I can understand what I saw when I was looking through the trivia about how it was received both here and in Japan.
2: Fair. What are your thoughts? Okay. So I've watched this movie probably several times now. And you didn't remember that scene. I didn't remember the scene. Again, my apologies, my friend.
0: Oh, dude, I don't (laughs) care now. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. It's like, oh, I've watched this movie five or six times. You forgot the (laughs) that scene where you did. Did you happen to all five viewings that you were drawing something and was distracted from the screen the same moment every time? That's a coincidence, maybe.
2: Okay, so my history with this film is interesting. So I remember at a very young age watching this on television. I think it was on a sci fi network. I think it was on sci fi. It was on sci fi. Now, granted, it was was edited, it was edited sci fi version of this. So I saw it, and it was like, oh, my gosh, amazing animation. It's ninjas, which at that point was, okay, it's cool. Yeah, it's ninjas. it was
0: ninjas. late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. probably when you saw it. Ninjas were the cool thing.
2: Exactly. So I, I watched it once, and then I went to, uh, I believe it was Compalooza in Houston, Texas, which is a comic convention. Huge, massive uh, convention. I've gone probably three times. Mm-hmm. So we're walking around the show floor. And they've got this massive booth for Sentai Filmworks. And they have all their films out, including Ninja Scroll. And I'm like, ooh, I really want them. I didn't have the cash on me in time. And I didn't want to go and just, oh, let me pull up my credit card and let me buy this film. No. I want to be a responsible adult. So, Because that's fun. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, paying bills and that kind of stuff. But so eventually this Puppy came out uh, i don't remember when but it came out a
0: 1998 is no the blu-ray came out Well,
2: the blu-ray that, out, the blu-ray, the that blu-ray. i don't know blu-ray i'll get that in info and stuff later but that came out and i uh, bought it and i was like oh i remember this film i really enjoyed it and, uh, and then i watched it and i'm like oh it's a lot different than i remember it's still good and then i watched it over and over again and now some of my probably my christian brother and sisters are like wait a minute you watched this over and over again like, yes, I did. It happens. It happens because, one, I love art. I'm an art nerd. I love art. (laughs) And so when I see stuff that this movie displays, now, granted, a lot of it, I do not condone in any fashion or form. Right. But when it comes to creativity, when it comes to artistic expression, I am all about it in some capacities. So I enjoy this movie for what it is. Uh, I probably watched it maybe like four or five times by this point. And again, my apologies for not warning my co-host for the, the obscene graphic nature of this film.
0: It's not really that obscene. It's just, you're sitting there and you're going, hello. Hi, I was not expecting to see you two here.
2: Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So, so i mean, be like, I, I have a fond love for this film uh in the i think this is the fifth time watching it in the review section in the in the review spectrum of watching this film uh i have there's there a lot of issues and a lot of plot conveniences and plot, plot contrivances to get from a to b in order to do stuff in this film uh um, yeah so, yeah, we'll bring the that up. The film could have been two hours long and oh, it would have been fine. But yeah, because very, it's like, what, an hour and a half? hour and a half.
0: It's an hour and a half. It kind of jumps.
2: Yeah, it jumps. And it's just, there's so much conveniences in the story. It's and not it's not the worst film. No, though, no but it's it's more but, plot convenience to, like, oh, set up this really, really cool animation fight. And yeah. So, I'll, I'll talk about another film. I, I was watching when the movies we watch and that's yeah. that's 80s to the cheese with plot convenience but uh I enjoy it I still enjoy it I love the animation Uh the character designs are so well done it is so 90s and like character designs I thought it was from the 80s originally but well I mean this it, is
0: 1993
2: yeah the
0: anime it's art coming style out yeah uh, from like 85 to 95 is like the same in terms yeah. of that it was it, it was pretty much as best as tv uh cell animation could get before they green to uh digital um uh, recordings mm-hmm. so yeah which so, I still i was using some cell but anyway
2: agreed uh, there again i still enjoy this movie i do see the flaws in the film and <laughs> I'm going to try not to apologize the entire time to my co-host. Dude, you <laughs> are fine.
0: I already messed with you enough for this.
2: Agreed. Agreed. You,
0: you get one more, and it's some dislikes. I'll just tell you that right now.
2: Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Are you ready to
0: jump into actually f- reviewing this thing. Yes. Let's do this uh, before, before full, I ramble full, s- more. The
2: full spoiler-filled section. Throw a ninja star in the head. Wah! The
0: following is a spoiler-filled review for the film Ninja Scroll. Listener discretion is advised. Very advised. <laughs> Very advised. Ninja Scroll was written and directed by Yoshiaki Kawajiri, who also directed Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Yes. And you can tell. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Getting into the cast. Kibagami Jubei, our hero, mm-hmm. was played by, and bear in mind, we are reviewing the English dub. Yes. What we normally do. And uh, this dub was created by Manga Entertainment Mm -hmm. out of England. Yes, but I think, well, England is where the company was out of. Mm -hmm. This is definitely an American cast. I think it's Mm -hmm. Ocean Group. Yeah, it's Ocean. Bang Zoom. I'm not sure. It's Ocean Group. It's Ocean Group, Group? as far as I understand. Was not sure, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, Kibagami Jubei was played by Den Wien. Sorry, Dean Wien. Dean Wayne? I'm sorry, man. I'm (laughs) screwing your name up. And in Ghosts in the Shell... Yeah. He played Borma, you know the guy with cybernetic eyes. Yes, I've, I've, I've got to say I love his performance
2: as Jubei. The entire you know, mm-hmm.
0: wouldn't make the connection; those two were the same actor.
2: No, 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 no. But like his, his performance in this movie is so well done. Mm-hmm. Be like his 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 uh, his punchline jokes oh, the yeah. entire time. It's like, oh man, this is good. <laughs> Kagero was played
0: by Wendy Lee. Mm-hmm. Who also played Faye Valentine in Cowboy Bebop?
2: Oh, that makes it that makes more sense now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Dalcon, you know the old man.
0: Yeah, was played by Steve Ap- Apostolina. Apostolina, and he played the Destructosphere in Saban's Masked Rider.
2: The Destructor Sphere. The Destructosphere all I hear is Destructo (laughs) Disc from Dragon Ball Z.
0: That name was created when Saban was was actually in charge of Dragon Ball. So, Wait, what? No, you don't know this? No, I don't. What? Funimation, (laughs) when they were doing the original English dub, partnered with Saban to get all the funding, because this was like the first thing Funimation ever did. And so some of the changes (sighs) are made, some, some of the changes you can trace back to Saban's involvement. In fact, Ron Wasserman yeah actually wrote some of the music in the first season of dragon ball for the
2: english version i heard about that i was like what he did not write rock the dragon oh okay which is probably the most iconic song probably from our childhoods but he did not write that but uh he did write a couple some things anyway got off slightly off topic. yeah mind blown here okay so bob was involved with everything in the 90s let's say that
0: more than you would think you would think oh my gosh tessai was played by kevin seymour this was the big rock guy oh yeah yeah, yeah. i had to say He's that good comments that guy because i was looking through the names when i was making this cast mm-hmm. list and going i don't know who any of you people are because <laughs> i don't remember anybody saying no. anyone's names except for jubei Kagiro, and dakon and gemma that's <laughs> the only names i remembered from this so i had to look up who people were sorry tessai being played by kevin seymour In the manga dub of Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro, Lupin the Third, he played Inspector Igata. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mushizo. Don't ask me who he was. I just know. I think I just know he's one of the main demons they fight. Mm. What do they call him? The the, not the Devil Syndicate. Um, The
2: the Seven Devils of. Hell or something like that? They work for the Dark Shogunate. That's yeah, all the Dark I know. Shogunate. That's that.
0: Um Mushizo was played by Milton Jamin. And in Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, he played a character named Senno. Oh my gosh. I love that movie. Love it. Zakuro <laughs> was played by riva Spear. And in the video game Star Ocean Till the End of Time, she played Elena. What? I know you don't know what that is, but it was the uh, only thing I saw. It's was like, oh, I know what that is. What? What? What is that? It's a video game. Oh. It's actually a uh, sci-fi RPG. Mm. That spoiler alert, by the end of it goes completely meta and reveals that it's all taking place inside a video game. Ah, uh, good to know. It's actually the end of the franchise, mm. even though they made games after it. So they all take place before that movie, that game. It's weird. I agree. Weird. Utsu Mujiro was played by Kirk Thornton and he has been voicing Shadow the Hedgehog Ooh. since the video game Shadow the Hedgehog. Huh.
2: That makes sense ever since our lovely co-host is a big fan of Shadow, our Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, the, the blue blur. This will come back, by the way.
0: Himuro Gemma was played by Richard Epcar mm-hmm. and in Street Fighter, the animated movie, he played E. Honda. Hmm. You know the giant um, sumo wrestler with his thousand face slap. You don't know what I'm talking about? No, I don't, because you didn't play, actually play the game. You I just kn- know the
2: movie. I just know the movie. Okay. The sumo wrestler. There had have been a sumo wrestler yes, in it since they. Yes, I, I remember. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. That makes sense, because I've be, I've seen the he game. Was Hawaiian I've, in the live action film,
0: but it's a different character. oh uh, so
2: But be like, I had played the game a little bit when I was younger. I remember the shooting. one that
0: took place in the levels that took place in the bathhouse. Yes, that's the guy.
2: I remember him, and he
0: has. His I remember special playing attack, him. <laughs> his special attack was a thousand face, a, a thousand face slaps or whatever. Yeah, it was just like. Yeah, I never could pull it off. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts connections, starting with the English dub.
2: Okay, so I'm just curious. I just said
0: starting with the English dub.
2: Oh crap. You're, you're not giving me a chance to figure out oh, how many. Okay, me. hang
0: on. Okay, Eng- English dub. How many?
2: Uh, this was 1990. Th- oh, it was The movie was 98. The English dub was 1998. Yeah, 98. So Kingdom Hearts would have came out what year? 2002 was when the first game came out. Okay, so and one of these people was in the first game.
0: No. He's not in the first game. He gets hmm. replaced later on. Sorry. Oh, okay. This is the second per- guy to voice these characters.
2: I would say probably like a good solid, like maybe eight. In just English dub.
0: English dub. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm only asking for English dub first. Oh, okay. So maybe five. Three. And that includes the smash brothers. Oh, okay.
2: I was Okay.
0: Richard Epcar, voice of Gemma in this mm-hmm. or Gemma. I don't know how you say his name. Gemma. He is the second voice actor to play for uh, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, and Terra Norton, Kingdom Hearts,
2: whom I know very little about.
0: Do you remember when we were doing that live stream of Kingdom Hearts, and there was the guy in the in the uh, near, near the beginning in Destiny Islands that was covered in a brown robe, and you couldn't see his face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember you mentioning that that's name. That's not the actor playing him at the time, because mm-hmm. that's Billy Zane in the ge- in the first game. Great actor, by the way. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But Richard Epcar replaces him later on. Oh, uh, okay. Kirk Thornton, who was Mujiro in this, along with playing Shadow the Hedgehog in Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. he was also Sykes and Isa in Kingdom Hearts, mm-hmm. and Wendy Lee, the voice of Kagero Kigero. She played the uh, character Lynn from uh one of the Fire Emblem games in Smash Brothers. Okay. Take a guess
2: on the Japanese cast. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm fairly certain it's probably a lot. Yes. I would probably go with 10. 5.
0: Wow, I was off. Which means your initial guess of 8 I was was, I was spot on. Nice. Okay. So you, you get you get a half point. Nice. Kochi Yamadera, who was the Japanese voice for Jubei Kibagami. He voiced Genie, Beast, and in Smash Brothers, uh, the Pokemon Mew and Marshadow. Okay. But the biggest thing he did in Kingdom Hearts, believe it or not, was Donald Duck. What? <laughs> This is the guy who voices Donald Duck in the Japanese version. Oh, okay. Of Kingdom Hearts. The main character of this anime. Wow. It's
2: I'm, just I'm, not, I'm, not a connection you expect to make. No, I, I would think it's like, okay, I want to see hear this guy's actual performance this is Donald Duck. That'd be interesting.
0: After the uh After the show. The show, I will show you. Of course. Because I had to look this up too. Norio Wakamoto, who was Mujiro in this, is in uh, Kingdom Hearts, plays Xemnas and in Smash Brothers, Metal Face. Mm. Shuchiro Moriyama, who was the Chamberlain in this, voices Flotsam and Jetsam in Kingdom Hearts. Keoru Wada, who was the composer for this film, Mm. would go on to be the orchestrator for Kingdom Hearts 3 and compose the boss fight music for Rathalos from Monster Hunter in Smash Brothers. Huh. And uh, Takeshi Aono, who I keep wanting to call Takeshi Ano for some reason.
2: Takeshi Ano.
0: I think I'm combining like you probably guy from, uh the, the, the name of the he, main hero from Common uh, Writer mm. with uh, Hideki Ano is the guy i keep connecting him with. Sorry, but he, he played Dawcon in uh, this movie. In the Japanese version, hmm. and he would go and voice Roy Campbell in Smash Brothers. Really? Do you know who Roy Campbell? No is? clue. Do you know about uh, Metal Gear Solid? Yes. Okay. Metal Gear Solid has a number of side characters that talk to Solid Snake on his little codec from time to time throughout the game. Okay. In the Smash Brothers level, both in Smash Brothers Brawl, where this initiated, and in Smash Brothers Ultimate, if you are playing, if if a character is playing Snake and does a taunt you have a chance to bring up an actual codec message among the characters that will talk about whoever snake is fighting okay roy campbell is one of these hmm. anyway that's all i've got for cat the cast and crew such
2: okay well, we got an info and stuff all right so info and stuff uh it has an imdb of 7.7.8 out of 10 uh watch you can't watch it anywhere legally currently Unless it's debatable,
0: how legal Internet Archive is.
2: Yeah, like, well, he's got a point there. Well, like, unless you have one of these bad boys, a DVD, maybe even a VHS of this thing, be like, this is probably the only way you can watch it. Now you can go watch the series, but it's not the same. Yeah, thing. it's on. It's on Sentai Filmworks. Yeah, it's on Sentai Filmworks. sentai Dive is the service. Ah, okay. All right. Production. This was fun. CV uh,
0: JVC, which would oh, then become Pioneer, which then okay. become Genion, which is owned un- by
2: Universal. Okay. Good to know. Didn't know that. Did you follow any of what I just I, said? I did, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, JVC, mm-hmm. their
0: animation department got bought by Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Pioneers sold it then to Genion. Uh, Jenny on a special thing, and then that got bought by Universal. Yeah. I tracked it. Which is weird how what's now Crunchyroll doesn't have it since they have every other you every other on release.
2: That is strange. But whatever. Uh Toho. Movica Am I saying that right? Movica Probably. M-O-V-I-C. Movic Movic Okay. Movik. They like to Muvik. Move- Movik. <laughs> Uh, and for be like and to round out the cream and lizzie stones, manhouse productions our animated mouse booth yes. yes whatever anything that studio does is gold animation wise it's going to be good
0: mm-hmm.
2: all right uh, distribution was by wow I just went blank how do I say this word
0: <laughs> Uh no, no, no. Sentai? No. Uh.
2: Who? T-O-K-Y-O.
0: G-O-K-Y-O.
2: T-O-K-Y-O. Tokyo? Yeah. Tokyo. Thank you. Tokyo? Yeah, Tokyo. <laughs> like, yeah. Ru- TMS?
0: Tokyo Movie Studios?
2: No. theatrical theatrical companies.
0: Yeah, but okay, never mind.
2: Yeah. release orders, you got love them, right? Release date. Um uh, it was also released by here in the States, was oh, took you okay. yeah, right. manga entertainment in 1998, right? Yeah, 98. And then Sentai Filmworks picked it up later
0: because most of manga entertainment is mm-hmm. no longer exists.
2: <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, release date was June in Japan in June 3rd, 1996. It would be later part over in the United states in 1988 um box office it actually had a box office uh worldwide gross was 1,000 uh 1,000 uh 1,733 dollars that's it <laughs> no budget no nothing uh home release the film was leic- licensed to manga entertainment in australia and north america until 2012, while the UK kept the license and released the movie in a Blu-ray stillbook form in October 2012, the film was has since been re-released in North America by S- Sentai Filmworks, who re-released the film on DVD and Blu-ray in November 2012. So I bought the film probably around 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the... F- It was one of the first Japanese movies released in the United Kingdom in 1995. The BBFC—I'm not sure what that stands for—are film critics. I assume BBC Film Critics. I could be wrong. Uh, Cut the UK version of approximately 55 seconds to remove uh, some very bad stuff. I'm not going to mention here on our family-friendly show. and the the stuff is, I should have been warmed about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Put, put it that way. Yeah, exactly. And uh the UK in the 90s, let's just say this. Uh and images of throwing stars. Because you couldn't say ninja in the nineteen nineties.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because, because the ninja, ninja turtles.
2: turtles. They couldn't rem- be they I got remember to be hero that, turtles. They had
0: to be teenage mutant ninja
2: uh, yeah, Here, teenage mutant hero hero Turtles. turtles.
0: Because ninjas were too violent.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: I get where you're coming from, but this is still stupid.
2: Agreed, but it's the 90s for you. All right. Uh, these cuts were waived in the 2004 10th anniversary. Uh, Ninja Scroll was released in Australia by Manga UK in 1995. Uncut with a MA14 plus uh, classifications in 1997. and here was screened. On SBS, former Attorney General Philip, uh, Philip Rud, Ruddick, Ruddick, Rudduck, Rudduck. Ruddick, Ruddick, yeah, Ruddick, we'll go with that, Ruddick. Controversially applied the film, um, uh, appealed the movie's original classification and was successful to have the classification upgraded to R18 plus with no cuts. In June of 1998, it was broadcast twice on midnight on the new Teletoon station in Canada, along with episodes of Macross Plus OVA series. G Kids, because
0: <laughs> G Kids does not necessarily
2: mean oh, it's I know, kids. I know that. I know that. I know that. I Otherwise,
0: like, why would they have released Safe and Gellion?
2: that's true just, i'm just saying oh i know i know i'm just i'm I'm, I'm just joshing it but i was just saying that because know, like it's just like g kids releases everything everything they're the artistic anime releaser agreed and they're good at it uh g kids later announced it would be distributed to the film in north america with a theatrical release on scheduled for april april of 2018 that would have been interesting to go see a film like that in theaters you just don't tell your mother where you're going. Again, if you're underage, do not go watch this film. I highly strongly recommend it. Mm. Do not watch this film. If you're underage. If you're underage, do not go watch this film, period. Now, I'm probably driving some kids to be like, oh, he said, go watch. Don't go watch the film. I'm going to go watch it. Please don't do that. Be like from the SoCast. Be like, we are not condoning young people to go watch this film at all just covering our bases here
0: also if you have some personal convictions about seeing such things exactly don't, don't do it yeah don't do not do allow it. do not let us be the reason you sin exactly we did not give you permission to sin
2: yeah no 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 no, no. Mm-hmm. all right so uh let's see where was i until i went on that tirade uh in two in two thousand when manga and Madman entertainment released ninja scroll on dvd Madman, Men mistakenly Mad in- no madman oh madman entertainment madman uh that's right okay mistakenly used the uk cut of the film instead of the used uncut australian version it was uh recalled in 2004 when manga entertainment released the 10th anniversary special edition of ninja scroll in the western in western countries both in australia and the uk received ninja scroll uncut and remastered from a PAL VHS uh, source, Oi. Mm. that does not sound like a good transfer. Um, in Canada, okay, oh, the the film was given a 18A rating, while it was released unrated in the United States. Go figure. The film was released on Blu-ray in Japan on May twenty third, two thousand. 12 sequels in a japanese animated television series named Scroll, the series and in japan in 2000 in 2003 and ran for 13 episodes the series is a standalone sequel to the film however many references suggest that it was indeed a continuation in the series Jue gets caught in the middle of a battle with uh between the koite clan i'm probably gonna butcher this and another clan uh so we had more hygiene ensues with uh Jube. uh let me think uh, so yeah there there was um a series that came out i don't know if it actually got a english dub. uh this was uh
0: 2002 i think when the series came out 2003. Okay, that was still when uh, Sentai was... They either were still technically ADV, or they were... Had just transitioned, and they still had some money to produce dubs. Okay. So they weren't doing a whole lot of straight sub stuff, so it
2: may have one. I didn't look at this. Right. Right. So... I will do so while you are continuing. Yes. So apparently there was a sequel that got canceled. So in August of 2018, Madhouse madhouse animation uh announced that an official sequel was in the works with i am terrible pronouncing names uh the director and writer of the of this of this film
0: well in your defense it's a tough name it is a very tough name uh and you would ask me that when i was on another page no
2: you're good uh Um, i'm gonna um
0: so i can't On, no,
2: you're good. Where is the thing? Where is the thing? Yoshiaki Kawajiri, yeah, Kawajiri, Kawajiri, thank you. Because I was scared to death to say that word, I was like, I'm gonna butcher this and say it the wrong way. Kawajiri, which that makes it Kawajiri, yeah, uh, would return as writer and director in 2012. The studio released a teaser trailer. For a three episode short anime, animation titled Ninja Scroll Burst intended to attract investors on the project on t- in February, 2014, Madhouse, uh, Coho, uh, Madhouse CEO. Okadaya, probably saying that wrong. My apologies. Okadaya, uh, confirmed that the director had finished the script. Uh, only called Ninja Scroll... Kokoko.
0: Well, I mean, the literal name for the show in mm. Japanese is Jubei's Wind Ninja Chronicles Dragonstone Story. True. Because the actual name of the movie in Japan mm. translates to uh, Jubei's Ninja Chronicles.
2: Yes. All right. And the production would move ahead as soon as the financing has been... Uh, had been required. He also divulged the, the 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 studio was experiencing difficulties trying investors due to the fact that the original film wasn't was not a big hit in Japan. And as of 2019, the project remains in limbo. Uh, let's see. In North America, oh, this one was fun. <laughs> All right. So in North America. Ninja Resurrection, the original the original movie animation, was marketed as a sequel to Ninja Scroll, but it was actually based on an unrelated story created by a different animation studio. It was only similar as the lead character was given the name Juba Juby, which I've seen. I mean, I think it's all in the nostalgia critic. Actually, no, it wasn't that
0: Ninja Resurrection or Ninja Assassin.
2: Uh, Ninja Resurrection. Okay, never mind. Yeah,
0: I was just sitting there going. Did you steal one of my trivia? <laughs> no, like, no, you didn't.
2: No, I didn't. You did. Fair enough. Yeah. There again, we do not cross pollinate with trying to figure out what we're what we're gonna do, or what we just you know, do True. it. We do it but independently. This is nine tenths of the fun. Uh, agreed. Uh, agreed. let um, me think. Uh so yeah, the these two films are not connected because I remember I can't oh crap, what's his name? He's he's a he's a, he's a uh anime reviewer on youtube i am forgetting that narrows it down oh, i know he's very he's fairly large and i think he moved to france recently but you have not helped me any. no i haven't but you know moving forward all right so yes there is no connection between ninja scroll and ninja resurrection because if you've seen ninja resurrection it's a piece of crap <laughs> Nah, tell us how you really think jacob <laughs> It's not a good film. I've I've seen most. No, I can't say because I've never seen the film. I've seen most of like clips and people reviewing the film, but I don't have a personal review of the film myself. So I can't officially say it's a piece of crap. I've heard people say it's a piece of crap. Okay. Okay. So apparently there was a live action adaptation in the works. Yeah! Like, we really want to adapt this movie! (laughs) Uh, Apparently, we were going to get a live-action adaptation, in air quotes for our audio listeners. In October of 2018... 2018? 2008? uh, It was reported that Warner Brothers had acquired the rights to develop a live-action adaptation of Mrs. Scroll* by Leonardo DiCaprio's production company.
0: That would have been an interesting
2: choice. would... Leonardo DiCaprio would be Jube. That would be interesting. He couldn't play the comedic timing whatsoever. But Leonardo DiCaprio is a good actor. Just not comedy. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that's my best hat. I don't see Capri, you know, (laughs) I don't see him doing that. But, uh, Madhouse and the Japanese producer uh, Jungo Mendru, again, I'm going to butcher these names to death. I apologize. Uh, Walter bought the project, screenwriter Alex Tush, uh, Tush, who co-wrote the 1998 film Watchmen, uh, the Zack Snyder film, was hired on as a screenwriter. In 2008, 2009, it was reported that DiCaprio would act as producer and was considered... <laughs> and was considered, considered castering the Japanese boy brand AMAP, ASMAP, as the lead roles. What in the sand hill is this? That sounds weird. I don't know who this boy band is, but a boy band playing this kind of movie? Really? Well, I mean, DiCaprio, I, I think you... Spend a little too much time in that cold water on Titanic. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I mean,
0: anime is most of the time voiced by uh idol groups. Oh, and I agree. Boy, I'm sure this boy band may have voiced a few characters. I uh,
2: probably, probably with nuance. Let's move forward. Um, I just found that weird. I was like, okay, that's odd. But there again, I have that information that available at this moment. Yes. And your Kingdom Hearts key is wiggling. Yes, I know. Yeah, weird. The keychain. Keychain. Moving on. In 2015, Dracula Untold, which I have told was not a good film, uh, director Gary Shure, Shure, uh revealed that he once had been attached to the film, uh, re- releasing a proof, a concept trailer he had provided with motion capture by 8711, and animate, anim- animated, animated by the Third Floor Productions. In 2018, the production remains in development hell. That's all I have for an info and stuff. A lot of stuff I did not realize about this movie. <laughs> and now, and now you know the rest of the story.
0: Getting into the summary, however, in Edo period Japan, the Yamashiro clan mines gold in secret and sends a shipment to the Toyotami Shogun of the Dark as payment for his protection. Mm-hmm. The Shogun of the Dark in- intends to use the gold to buy advanced Spanish weaponry and overthrow the current government, the Tokugawa Shogunate. The ship runs aground onto Mochizuki territory mm-hmm. in a storm, and the Eight Devils of Kimon, a ninja team with uh, supernatural powers in the employ of the Amashiro, Kill the people of the nearby Shimoto village to keep the gold shipment a secret. While investigating the deaths, the Mochizuki Koga ninja team is massacred by the devils. The sole survivor, the Kunoichi Kagero, is captured by a devil, Tessai, who attempts to know her biblically. She is rescued by Kibagami Chube, a mercenary ex-Yamashiro ninja who fights and eventually kills Tessai. Daokan, a Tokugawa spy, blackmails Jubei into helping him kill the remaining devils. To ensure his compliance, Daokan stabs Jubei with a poisoned shuriken Hmm. and promises to give him an antidote once the mission is complete. Jubei learns from Daokan that the leader of the devils is Himaru Gemma, the former Yamashiro ninja leader who has ordered his team's members to kill each other to cover up the location of the gold mine five years earlier. Jubei, who had been forced to kill his comrades to survive, decapitated Gemma in revenge. Gemma survived due to his immortality. Hmm. Ain't that convenient. Yeah. Jubei is attacked by another devil, Benisato, but he is saved by Kigeru before she can be questioned. Benisato is killed from afar by Yurimaru, Gemma's right-hand man, for failing her mission. Kigeru agrees to work alongside Jubei and Dakon, who informs Jubei that her body is infused with such deadly toxins that anyone who kisses or sleeps with her dies, which is why Jubei could kill Tessai. Or even touch her skin. The trio arrive in Shimoda where they discover that the villagers died due to their water supply being poisoned, making it appear they were killed by a plague. Jubei and Kagero fend off attacks from three of the devils, Mushizo, Zakuro, and Utsumujuro. Jubei succeeds in killing Mushizo and Utsu after finding the beat ship. Kagero deduces that the gold has been taken to Kamashima Harbor. Harbor which is to be transported to the Shogun of the Dark in another ship. Jubei, Kagero, and Daokan arrive at Kashima, which has been evacuated due to the townspeople's fear of the plague. While Jubei battles another devil, Shijima uh, Kagero sends a message to Sakaki Hiobu, the Mochizuki Chamberlain, to bring his army to the harbor. She also learns from Daokan that Jubei's poisoning will only be cured if he gets to know her biblically with her. Uh, gets to know her biblically. The poisons in her body will counteract this, somehow. Kagero is captured by Shijima and Jubei kills him, rescuing her once more. Kagero asks Jubei to get to know her, with <laughs> to cure himself. He decides against it, and upon arrival by of the Shogun of the Dark Envoy envoy in a ship, he leaves to prevent the gold reaching its destination. Kagero arrives to meet Sakaki, but he stabs her, revealing himself to be Gemma in disguise as he has murdered the real one days before. And apparently he's a shapeshifter. Enraged, Jubei fights through waves of ninjas, but is nearly killed by Yurimaru, a gunpowder-rigged rat left as a trap by Zakuro for Yumimaru for rejecting her advances. Kills him, allowing Jubei to escape. He finds Kagero mortally wounded. She admits her her love for him, and they kiss, curing Jubei's poisoning. Before dying, Kagero gives Jubei her headband. Jubei and Daokan board the departing ship, on board, Gemma reveals his true intentions to use the gold to raise a ninja army to terrorize Japan rather than serve as an ally to the Toyotami, to a mass samurai who serves as a shogun of the Dark's Envoy and proceeds to kill him. During an altercation with Zakuro, Jubei and Daokon set the ship ablaze as Jubei and Gemma engage in a brutal fight. The gold becomes molten and engulfs Gemma, who sinks to the bottom of the sea. Afterwards, Daokon thanks Jubei and expresses admiration for his and Kagaro's humanity. Jubei resumes his vagabond lifestyle with Kagero's headband tied around his sword hilt. Getting into the trivia for this film, as you said earlier, Mm -hmm. this film was not as successful or well-received in Japan as it was in the United States. The concept of Ninja Scroll arose from the director's fascination with ninjas and the idea of them always trying to trick each other. This film is a tribute to the works of Japanese author Futaro Yamada, who Mm -hmm. throughout the 60s wrote many historical novels about ninjas. Director James McTeague cited this film as one of the influences behind the film Ninja Assassin in mm, 2009. Makes sense. Kagero wears the exact same purple headdress costume that Mako Kaji wore in the film Lady Snowblood from 1973. Okay. This aired on the Sci Fi Channel as part of their Anna Monday block in 2008 with a TV 14 rating. That makes sense. This version, cut or digitally obscured, Knowing scenes and removed a few instances of bad language. I'm sorry, this is a joke now. However, yes. all the violence was left intact. Intact. The same edited version was later shown on the horror-based Chiller Channel. Ah, that makes sense. The British Board of Film Classification cut 52 seconds of the film with high violence and getting to know one another. Now, <laughs> Manga Entertainment re-released the film on Blu-ray uncut, past 18. One of this is one of y- Yoshiaki Kawajiri's proudest works, along with *Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust* in 2000 and *Wicked City* in 1987. Emmy Shinohara and Wendy Lee, who voiced the Japanese and English versions of uh, Kugeru in this film, uh, also share the role of uh, share the same role in *Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust*. Hmm. They both happen to voice each other in, e- in each movie. Okay. In Ninja Scroll, scroll, each frame was drawn and completed by hand. No copies, reused, or reprinted duplicates were used to complete the entire film. Wow, that's impressive. And for those of you who don't understand what we're saying there, yes, of course, it's 1993. There was no digital production at at this time. Mm -hmm. What we're saying is they didn't copy scenes. There's never a point with reused animation throughout the entire film. Yeah, that's what is impressive.
2: Yes, completely. Even Disney couldn't get away with that at this time. No, they were using fax or not. Um Xerox, Xerox. They were using using the Xerox method. Yeah. And copying all their old films. Mm -hmm. But a lot.
0: (laughs) Yes, a lot. Uh what's your first like for this film, Jacob?
2: Mm -hmm. My first like this film is the animation itself, it is so brilliant. Done because there again, Madhouse is involved with it. And I'm trying, do you recall like other projects where, like Madhouse has done that is just so iconic? Would first Vampire Hunter D, mm-hmm. One last. Uh, I did enjoy Beck Mongolian
0: Chop Squad, that was a series, Death Note, yeah, uh, Try tri- yeah, they did Gun.
2: Let's see, One Punch Man. Exactly. They did blade Beyblade? I'm sure they worked on it. Yeah, they worked on it. Let's see. Card Capper Sakura. Card Captor Sakura. Oh, Sakura. So
0: Lensman. Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. They were one of the studios on Batman Gotham Knight.
2: Okay, that makes sense.
0: Trigun Badlands Rumble. Mm-hmm. This is the only things that are jumping out at me. They they usually are a good studio. They I are. I don't always enjoy their. Uh, I don't always enjoy their stories. I'll put it that way. Fair.
2: Fair. Fair. Oh. fair.
0: They directed. They, they worked on Supernatural, the anime series. Supernatural,
2: the anime series. Anime series. Anime. There's an anime series from of 2011. Students. I've got to discover this. This is
0: interesting. It's, I, it, it looks like it's an OVA.
2: Oh, okay, that makes sense.
0: It call it's called that because that's just how they would have released it over here. But oh, okay, essentially, it's like two or three episodes, probably.
2: Okay, so going back to my number one, the animation is done very well. My uh, studio, met, um, Madhouse, Madhouse Studios, uh, done incredible. Like, oh my gosh, We like the the fact be like you can pick the you know, we, we were bold enough to pick this thing up and watch it be like there again, like drew said in his, his, uh, trivia that this film be like, it doesn't use copies. It's straight animation, animation. There's no duplication or nothing. It is just straight up artistic masterpiece animation work at its finest in anime, in a anime movie. For some reason, I want to say uh, anime, but it's anime. You'd be very careful how you say that. Yes, I know because some people will lose their lose their stool over it. <laughs> um. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So. Yes, the animation of this movie is so well done. Be like from just like character designs and the whole bit. It's just, it is a wonderful animation masterpiece to behold. Uh, there again, be of right age watching it. Um, and if you are convicted by those things, do not watch it because we do not condone people falling into sin because we recommended something. We do not recommend it if you have a sin problem with this. So don't watch it if you have that problem.
0: We're going to start sounding like a broken record if we're not careful.
2: But exactly. So let's try not to. Yes. So, um, yes, animation. Brilliant. I love the animation in this movie. So well done.
0: What's your number one? I'm going to have to jump on that, too, because the animation is good in this. The fact that it's all cell animation, mm-hmm. no, re- no copies, yeah. even where I have, like, issues with some of the choices in the film... Uh, it's actually done very well. There's not a point in here where it's badly drawn. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, the animation.
1: Yeah.
2: My, What's your second like? Sorry. My second like, Jube. <laughs> Jube, as a character, is just freaking awesome. He is this bagabond of a ninja. He To me, he seems more like a ronin who's a technically he's well he'd actually have to be a samurai first
0: before he could be a ronin that is he does not fight like a samurai
2: that is true okay or he doesn't look like he's ever been a
0: samurai oh, okay i
2: got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you he's 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 a wandering vagabond
0: the samurai is basically like a japanese lord
2: yeah agreed agreed it just kind of reminded me of that the guy wandering yeah. around with no master but uh, no, he's his own dude. He he he. Apparently, he takes you know jobs for a very low amount and does them very well. And appear apparently, people know him very well. And it's like, oh, you're Jubei, and uh, his his wit, his quippy little comebacks, his uh, his point where his hat. I'm not going to describe the scene because I'm not going to. But there's a point where Jubei his 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 big hat. What do you call those hats? You know that? Okay, never mind. No, I don't. Okay, well, never mind. It's like it's just the Japanese hat. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> straw hat. Big straw hat gets split down the middle, and it was like, ah, oh, my favorite hat. And it was like, just like the the little funny lines he's given. Like he's a serious character, but he's funny about it. And which I, I find I find that very uh compelling as a character. Yes, he is a very serious character. He is a deadly assassin he is a deadly ninja with all like everything he does but he has a sense of humor and i love that i love that they kind of that that's weaved into his character and it's so well done apparently that type of hat is called an amigasa amigasa okay so yeah his amigasa gets split and he's like oh my hat with this kind of this like sense of I lost my best hat, but at the same time, kind of this humorous undertone with the, the, the English voice actor who I'm, I'm not going to ask you to pull his name up, but uh, his his performance as Jubei is amazing because they're going to be like, I, I don't understand Japanese. And sometimes with the... Koichi Yamadera? Yes.
0: The original voice actor? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, just I don't know how his performance was. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was probably around the same thing with this kind of quirky, cheeky kind of thing. What he would like—he's standing in a corner, and be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm looking for," and like, "Hey, do you know where this is at?" With this really terrible scene going on, and he's just sitting there, just like, "Oh, that's brilliant." <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just the voice actor, voice actors, and the character Jubei actually made me laugh in this very serious. 90s action movie so yeah jube
0: my second like for this actually is going to be the action the film i know that kind of falls in with the animation but i I thought it was very well choreographed Mm -hmm. throughout the film uh to get get the pump i I have some issues with whether not gold melts that fast it
2: doesn't i looked (laughs) at it It doesn't
0: (laughs) But, uh, or, or just turns into like gold water basically in yeah. its molten form. I don't think I'll, it works like that.
2: I'll, I'll get into that in my dislikes. But, uh,
0: but the rest of the rest of the action throughout this, I thought was, was done very well. And the fact that this movie does not, um, hold its punches at all. It every, every action feels like a hit. If that makes sense.
2: Yes. agree. agree. Um, so yeah,
0: the, the action in this film.
2: Okay. This is so, my second like. Okay. So I'm going to bounce off yours. And go with the, 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 my third is the, um, sword fights and, uh, action coordination with how I like how it's animated, how be like it, it, there again, this is all like very artistic expression, how Mm -hmm. things work, but how be like movement, kinetic, kinetic energy, everything throughout this entire, all the action scenes are, incredibly well choreographed and just like just brilliant brilliantly well done and i enjoy that about this film is the court the uh choreography of the fight scenes and everything that's going on in this movie it's like wow like someone actually took the time to choreograph everything in this movie mm-hmm. because this movie is based around action and fight scenes and sword fights and lots and lots of blood <sighs> So, yeah, the choreography of the film is done very well. That is my number three. My third like is actually going to be the writing of the English
0: dub. Yes. Because this is a 1998 Americanization. Yes. Localization. This is not a time period in which localization is generally considered good mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean there's stuff that's being done around this time that even we've watched and enjoyed mm-hmm. but um this is like granted, it's it's i don't think this is like a top of the line translation mm-hmm. but um yeah the fact that it, the, the the little jokes here and there actually mm-hmm. carry yes they uh, do they actually are still funny without really um without really messing with the original version too much mm-hmm. uh, because that's the thing about comedy between cultures is what is funny in Japan may not necessarily be funny exactly. here. because of the puns they don't mm-hmm. translate well mm-hmm. between languages and such and it works here and I appreciate that the comedy actually does work here yes so, yeah the writing of the of the English dub in this nice is my
2: third like what is your first dislike? Contrived plot conveniences. Oh my word. It's like okay. So you have moment like again, brilliant choreograph, story, mm-hmm. animation, the whole enchilada. Everything is so freaking convenient for every like all of our characters. Be like, oh, they have to go do this. Oh, here's this easy. Com- so it's straightforward. I mean, like. uh, I I wish they would have thought more into like actual plot of this movie because there again be like this plot is about a quarter thick because all this movie does is literally set up for action scene action scene action scene and takes some character development here and there splices that in let's do everything 90s in this film. And make the entire story convenient for our characters to get through. So easy. Like, there's nothing hard. There's nothing to be like. Obviously, they have to fight. But everything is so contrivously. The plot convenience is so uncanny. Because our, our characters literally have to do nothing. And the, the plot will come to them. Or, oh. Oh, okay. So, Jube got stabbed he's now going to die. Oh, oh, this, this, is yeah, the X, Y, Z. Be like, oh, that's so easy. But like, granted, the storytelling is very well done, but the plot convenience is so ag- aggravating beyond belief. It drove me nuts this this time watching it because I watched it for the first four times and it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Kind of paying attention to it a little bit, making it in mind. It's like, oh, wow, this is really good. And then watching him for this review, you know, putting my reviewer glasses on—if I was wearing glasses, uh, my reviewer contacts—you um, start seeing that and it's just like that is a little too convenient. Like all the time throughout this entire film, it is way too convenient for everything to happen the way it does. And uh, so, yeah, the the plot is way too convenient for everything. And uh, I don't know if you have any comebacks for that, but it's, that is my first. It's just the, the plot is too convenient for everything. There, there's no real high stakes and be like, there's no like mounting tension for our characters because it just comes with them. I don't have a comeback. Okay, then. Want to know why?
0: Why? Because my first dislike for this film mm-hmm. is that despite the action, mm-hmm. the ninja fighting and all yes. this other stuff, this story is just so dull it is dull it's a very dull story i got bored with this film oh wow i was on my phone for a good portion of this <laughs> film oh i i feel bad because it's like i should be paying attention yes for, to, for this for because i got to review this for the podcast mm-hmm. and some of this animation is done very well uh-huh. but there's just i would agree i don't care I literally don't care about what happens in this film. And that's my first dislike. Is I don't care about anybody. Jubei, at least, is, an, is a likable character. Right. I agree. But he's... never gets a chance to really be anything but what he has to be to survive.
2: Exactly. Be I mean, like, yeah, we, we understand. Be like, oh, he has this past. Yeah, it's like oh, be like he got betrayed, and now he just wonders. And it's like okay, now maybe they explain a little bit in the the, the anime series, but I've watched it yet. I just
0: I was watching this and going, I don't understand why I should care. Yeah, agreed. I mean, these fight scenes are good and all, but it really does feel like the plot is an excuse mm-hmm. to go from fight scene to fight scene. Exactly, it's plot convenience.
2: Uh I don't care. I don't yeah. care. What's oh, your second dislike? My second dislike would be molten gold. <laughs> so our our big final plot convenience story beat of this movie is that Jube is now, oh my gosh, the girl I fallen in love with over this journey has now been betrayed and now died. And I got the smoocher for once. And I got her headband. So now I'm a mad ninja who's going to go slaughter some people. And now he runs into, now he sees his, arch enemy who he thought he had killed like oh he's in the afterlife It's like no he's alive what granted
0: I will say this it's the only thing I will say positive about this okay if you're going to the only way you're really going to quote unquote kill an immortal person mm-hmm. oh I agree he's trapping them in metal underneath the water oh I, I, agree. Mean, I agree I agree it's going to be hard for them to break out I don't care how good their jutsu is
2: That that is true so here, here's my problem with this so watching this, I'm thinking in the back of my head, it's like, wait. So I, I pause the movie and I watch, I'm like, wait a minute. I can't remember it. like there's multi gold in here. At some point, because our that's our main villain is since at the bottom motion is, mm-hmm. as a as a gold statue, which there again is kind of stupid, but still.
0: Um no, it's Japanese uh that's action true. It's, stuff. It's, I, it's, that sort of thing it's, I would forgive in it's a or a, a, a well written story.
2: Yeah, it's, it's 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 an action movie. That's animated.
0: Yeah, so if but the story had been well written. I wouldn't care as much.
2: Yeah, and the story wasn't well written very well. like, there's points where it's well written here and there, but overall, it's kind of. I agree with you. It's kind of dull. But the so I stopped the film because I kept thinking it was like, wait, how hot does a actual fire in a boat get? Not about that hot? About 900 degrees. Gold starts to melt. At well, now let's be fair.
0: Did you check a boat that was covered in oil? Because it was doused
2: in oil. No, I did not.
0: But I'm sure it's not that much different.
2: No, it's not. It'll, it'll probably read about 1,000 degrees. Yeah. Oil. I mean, like oil. Gold. Gold starts to starts to melt at 12,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay. That's this not is, gold. That's an, that is fool's gold. That's fool's gold. That it's means like, it ain't
0: worth jack squat yeah so
2: so you 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 killed thousands of people for fool's gold great job <laughs> great job great great freaking job like you'd be like you went th- you went down to your 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 golden gray with fool's gold. great job so be like yeah this whole idea this whole plot of the very end that they're gonna steal all this gold put it in the bottom of their ship and this How long does ship burn? Because it takes a long time to for that kind of heat to take that long, long time for a a wooden ship to burn, period. Exactly. And it's just like, oh, I I, I looked it up because they're gonna, I'm a nerd like that. And like, how be like, if we're using oil or anything to like a house fire, be like, I mean, gold just sits there, be like, it will not melt. It it takes a a lot of heat to build gold. And that kind of heat isn't gonna melt it. Granted, in a better written story, agree wouldn't care
0: because I think oh that's a good that makes sense that's a good way to knock this out. Yeah, I would be able to suspend my disbelief. Yeah, but I'm sitting there going, that ain't gonna work, buddy. <laughs> that don't that's not gold. No. no, you got fooled. I'm not even sure that's metal the way it's moving. That literally looks more like you're somehow melting a giant keg of Water, if you catch my meaning, <laughs> golden water, Russian water, we'll go with that. <laughs> vodka, vodka. I wasn't referring to vodka, <laughs> okay. referring to what vodka looks like on the other end.
2: Oh, okay, gotcha. Catch my meaning, gotcha. Anyway, n- n- uh, um,
0: okay, I'll say it since there's no kids listening to this episode. Piss,
2: fair, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. That was piss. <laughs> okay, it looks like urine. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, chimney crickets on a bugger stick <laughs> yeah because it doesn't look like, all, like the fact we like oh it caught fire in milton that's not how fire works with like this is not magic fire this is not magic fire this people. is regular fire that's the thing you called it magic fire all bets are off i don't
0: know how magic fire works
2: exactly but it's regular it's a, fire it's a sailing ship it's like or a rowing ship at this point yeah like at work at most it's a sailing ship it has sails on it, or worse, it's a rowing ship. Now it's on a voyage to the bottom of the sea. Exactly. Well, no, 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 it's not. Like the gold, the, the the gold deals on the river, but the 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 main mass of the ship stays above water because that's where characters are at the end of the film. Oh, that's just so they can
0: stand on the on the top of the sails, like true ninja.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah. Be like the the idea of like oh I'm gonna just dis- like totally just buy this, not for three seconds, pal. It's like no the 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 nerdy art nerd in me says no. You can't have milt that much gold that quickly to make a river of gold that you fall into, and become a gold monster. You are not Bio Broly.
0: What's well, said about that movie the better. <laughs> better.
2: Uh I watched the movie once. What the heck?
0: That will not be a movie we watch. <laughs> Except for bad movie month. <laughs> One bad movie month. <laughs> not this bad movie month.
2: But uh so yeah, the yeah, the river of molten gold. I didn't buy for three seconds. So yeah, that's my number two. it's like is molten gold. My second dislike. While well, is not
0: Kagero herself, okay. It is her jutsu. It is the fa- let me explain? Okay, okay, let me explain because it's actually not. Explain yourself, good sir. The nudity, while I don't like it, right, is a separate issue here. Okay, <laughs> that's a third dislike, but ah. my second dislike. Okay, fair enough. Go ahead and warn you. Fair what the third is spoil it. No, my second dislike though is her jutsu doesn't make any sense okay immune to every poison and venom under the sun apparently and then somehow she can hold it in her system so that anybody who even touches her much less all the other things that they can do with her
2: exactly immediately kills them Well, maybe not immediately, because our rock dude didn't die immediately. True, the
0: rock dude did take a couple days. He he kind of crumbled. Somehow did kill him.
2: Yes, it did.
0: And it was a couple days, so it's like, are we even sure Jubei
2: is going to survive? Because he even touches it with with his bare hands.
0: Yes, and the only reason we think he will is because old crotchety old man says, Oh, the uh, her poison is strong enough to destroy your poison. Blocking uh, me, blocking
2: me. What the heck is that? Mean? Yeah, it was like poisons uh, do not attack poisons. They they don't counteract each other. I mean, they
0: could One, could technically be is the antidote for the other, but you never can say that. That's so, not what you said. It says, oh, her it, you, you, the poison I put into you is specifically designed to counteract be counteracted by the poison in her. Now hang on just a second. Mm-hmm. Her poison is not generated by her. No. It is what is put into her by all the other things. So technically unless you knew she was going to get bit by Snake Lady mm-hmm. you Boy. don't know what kind of demonic exactly demon jutsu poison is in her. Right. Her jutsu does it Make sense? No, it doesn't. And I can't. Uh, granted, like I said, better written, little more well thought out. Agreed. I better explained. Like this is something she perfected so that she could be the wine taster for the emperor. Yeah, which is what I assume is why she yeah. got it in the first place, or whoever their leader is. Yeah, who's
2: gone? That's why her she goes leader. with the other people. Yeah, her clan leader.
0: Yeah, whomever. Yes. You explain it like that, I could go with it, but you didn't. No, you just said, "Oh, it's she's got an interesting jutsu. She she kills anyone she
2: has relations with." Yes, and then she explains later that it's like anybody who touches me will die, not 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 having a biblical relationship with them. Which thing? Just granted, that makes me think. Okay,
0: you're rogue. Yeah, pretty much. Except rogue was a likable. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I don't really hate Kagero as a no, character, no, no, no. But it's like this is not a person I'd want to go get to know. So yeah, it's like she's not a horrible person. It's just like you know what, you do you, Buttercup. You do you. uh but her ninja power, her ninja, ninja magic. Yes, because ninja magic is a thing in this. Mm-hmm. Granted, they don't explain it, but you don't really shouldn't have to explain ninja magic. Yeah, but if you. Put your spotlight on a specific ninja magic, like the story is required to do, yeah, so that it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You should know it top to bottom and work through everything. Granted, this may have been something that was lost in translation. Yeah, this may make more sense in Japanese. This may be a Japanese thing in their culture that I don't know. It's not explained very well over here. It's the one thing I think. It, it, it's so the one thing I, I would blame more on the English dub, even though the English dub is very well written. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where it's like it's not explained very well how this works. And maybe it wasn't explained very well how it worked in the other in the original. Because people would understand how this works, even though he says it's a very strange jutsu, I'm just still looking at it and going. I don't follow, hey, I don't follow how she can be have all these how no poison can affect her and mm-hmm. she can store it up to give it to other people a and b how this perfectly works as an antidote for Jubei yeah makes none so, of that makes, makes I sense I don't even think Jubei was ever actually poisoned we see him throw up blood every once in a while but that could be coincidence yes i I'm half convinced that after the credits of this movie rolled mm-hmm. and he's off in the middle of off in the sunset he finally just kills over and dies because that makes more sense than anything else I saw
2: yeah cuz the, the only really explanation we give is that him and what is her name again Kira Kira I think I'm saying that right Yeah Kira they do kiss at the very end so right. th- then- that that would kind of the way it's described in the story that if she if they even kiss her be like it'll it'll kill her so it makes that assumption that be like be like that'll counteract the poison within him but it makes no sense but it's plot <laughs> just
0: Explain it. Mm-hmm. Give me a give me an yeah. excuse why the ninja magic works the way it does because you don't.
2: Anyway, yeah. What is your third dislike? My third like now, Gran. I am going dislike. I am gonna throw a big warning up here for this one. I have a feeling my third dislike is the same. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna throw a warning up here. So if you are listening with young children, you might want to turn us off for a minute because this one's gonna be a little more graphic. We're gonna bit. be using
0: worse terms than piss.
2: Yes, exactly. So just be like for the next segment, just turn it off or, you know, come back and listen let's do this later because this one's a little more sensitive subjects and don't want to talk to this in front of the little kids. So right now, yes. make sure your little ones are out of earshot. All right. Of course, so, in my
0: opinion, you should have turned this off a long time ago if
2: that was the case. Yes. So uh, my third like three dislike two, dislike, three, two, one. All the freaking sexual assaults. Yeah. Yeah. This be like, it's just like what again? What the hell? You know, I I I I understand it, like they're they're doing it because they want to be graphic, they want to do this right. and this and this, and I would be like the oh my gosh! Well, I mean, granted, we complained, all three of us yeah. complained on the uh Doctor Strange
0: episode, all the innuendo. Oh that yeah, that was in there that we felt didn't add yeah. to the story. Yeah, that's true. Even though it. It may not have hit exactly the same if it didn't have that Yeah. beside the point. This is like, you could have done this a lot classier. Yeah, agreed. You could have explained, you could have, hey, don't make that her jutsu. Just have her be poison ivy and, and kill people by touching them. That's just as cool. Yeah. And you don't have to show as much.
2: Yeah, agreed. And, like, the, the point I want to get to, and there again, be, like, throwing that caution up there first, is the fact that, like, she is sexually assaulted by our, like, by our first big main villain. and Graphically? Graphically. Extremely graphically. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, thankfully, the, the son of a biscuit actually dies because of it. Which, I, I was like, okay, he gets his deserves for that. Right. But then, again, she's sexually assaulted, again, by a villain. It's just like, what is her name again? Kiro. Kiro. Yeah, poor Kiro as a character. Be like this this woman cannot catch a break. Everybody just wants to violate her in some capacity is so incredibly sad. And now I'm I'm not saying this because of modern modern things or anything. I'm saying because treating another human being like they're just an object is terrible. Throwing this out there just okay. for the movie's
0: point of view. Yeah. Playing devil's advocate, I guess. Okay. Her story is supposed to be tragic. Oh yeah, I know and this that. this is just how they're doing that. Oh,
2: I agree. But that doesn't mean we have to like it. <laughs> no, we shouldn't like it.
0: No, we definitely, neither yeah. one of us like that this occurs no. in the film. No, absolutely not. You could have still made this character cool and awesome just by having her kill people, just by touching them because of all exactly. the poisons in her
2: body. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could have done something so well done, so well crafted to make a story like that instead of making her a, like an object for people to assault. And Which, an excuse to draw boobs, yeah, exactly. Because there is so much freaking nudity in this movie. Now, granted, it's the 90s, that's all they did in anime at that point. I know 80, 80s, this. 90s, well, it's but not all they did is just a lot of what got brought was, over here. It was because, a lot that got brought over
0: because here because the 90s, the anime industry that's before the anime boom, yeah. So, a lot of what was coming over here was with stuff that would play well on a college campus very true we'll put it that way yeah very true i'm watching this and going is this supposed to be sexy because it ain't no this is disturbing yeah extremely disturbing this this is you you can't even claim that someone could get off on this this is just
2: it's just a th- <laughs> yeah exactly so like i i nasty i i i I, I, this film can be nasty it can very very nasty because like again 80s 90s anime that came over here in the states were extremely graphic because it was like it was it was exciting to younger viewers and so now you're exposing younger viewers to this kind of garbage Um, this high school maybe high school same thing like you're, you're exposing young children to this kind of graphic violence towards other people of the opposite sex and making it perfectly fine in some capacities,
0: right? That I do know the 98 dub probably was uh Trent made because of the anime boom because that oh, would have yeah. been 97 98 when Pokemon and mm-hmm. Dragon Ball, yeah, exactly. Really were starting to make an impact over here, yeah. Uh, and this was definitely aimed more for the older audience because i'll be honest agree i hadn't heard of this film prior Mm -hmm. to you putting it on the list i looked at that and thought oh that's gonna be some like kid thing about like naruto knockoff isn't it you're just putting this on the list to be funny
2: gosh no nope
0: (laughs) nope not at all (laughs) nope in fact here's the thing i have actually seen a clip from this film before i did not know it was from this film okay i saw it when uh as part of uh an online collection of, of of uh, edited clips called AMV Hell.
2: Yeah, I think I've seen one of those.
0: Right, this was in one of those. I remember, oh, okay. And uh, I remember they were playing. I didn't. There, there was no joke to this particular setup. It was just playing the scenes where different scenes with kaoru and Jubei, and they were playing the music. Uh, You're You're the Devil in Disguise mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah, it's like that's not funny. I don't get the joke. <laughs> Oh well, moving on. And then later on I'm uh, watching this one we go, hang on, I recognize these characters. Why do I recognize these characters? Oh, yes, I am VL. And I didn't know when I watched that that there was so much explicitness yeah. in this film. And yes. when the film started, I'm thinking this is gonna be this this should be an action-packed ninja thing. It looks like it's mm-hmm. made more for an adult audience, more maybe it's a serious. Piece, but maybe it's like a, a, a movie version of like Raroni Kenshin, but with a more darker tone. Okay, fair. That's what I was thinking when this yeah. started. And I was kind of hoping that was what this was going to be until Rock Dude and her. Yeah, that scene. And it's like, oh, that's not what the, this is not Raroni Kenshin. No, absolutely not. And now I'm going to be judging every character by the fact that the characters can't be like very few of the characters are going to have the capability of being like, well, mm-hmm. that's just not what this is. Exactly. And the the fact that you have these scenes Yeah. And it feels like you... Granted, this probably did happen in Japan back then. I'm not saying it did. I'm not Good. saying this is not somewhat accurate to the time period. Yes. The ninja magic is not, but... Uh, Fair. I could see this in stories from this time mm-hmm. period. Agree. The time period this is based on. Yeah. So... And I get that this is made for an adult Mm -hmm. audience. Yes. However, Mm -hmm. you could have done this, I think, better without the graphicness. Yeah. And I have a bad feeling I'm going to repeat myself next week. Maybe. Anywho, I think both our third dislikes is sex. Yes. Which sounds really... Bad for two straight. Well, it's it's
2: well, it's not really sex; it's more sexual assault. <laughs> sexual assault. Sexual assault. And most graphic detail ever.
0: Yeah. Sexual assault. Unnecessary nudity. Yeah. That's what the problem with this. That that's the biggest problem this film yeah. has. On that note,
2: <laughs> what are you reading this film? Oh my gosh! So be like you, you have all these amazing, amazing, amazing like attributes this film has from design to animation to all this other great stuff. And then it just goes mump, mump, thump. And I I am so torn with this because I'd be like, I have loved this movie animation-wise for years. And watching it now, it's just like, oh, oh, that's just not good. That is not good at all uh so I'm gonna give this oh my gosh uh probably a six probably a six be like it is uh there again if you are underage you don't watch this period uh and if I, I'm not gonna repeat myself because I've repeated myself twice already in this, this episode um uh, uh there again be like uh if you're underage you don't watch this film at all uh until you're of age watch don't watch it so. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it a six because again, a great animation, story design. Uh, some of the stories very well done. Uh, Jubei is a character I love that character, in Death, because he's just the, the, uh, the, uh, the paladin among just Denison of Thieves or Denison of, uh, Den of Thieves. Yeah, Den of Thieves or horrendous people. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna be like you you can you can pull that into kind of a like a Christian parallel in some passion form that you have the uh you, you live in this world full of debauchery and mm-hmm. sinful desires but you be like as a Christian you kind of stand out be like if you're a true devoted disciple yeah. of Christ or born again be like you stand out like a sore thumb and people notice it and it's like they they know you by your reputation of who you are if you are a true born again Christian. Not someone who used to be like, Oh, I said a prayer when I was five years old and I lived a debauched life and I might go to church every once in a while. But, uh, but like, it, it's, it's kind of that way. It's got a small parallel to that. If you do have that relationship with Christ and you have a firm foundation and that you are going to do the right thing when it comes to like, you know, the, the wrongs in this world and you're going to point people to Jesus and kind of like jube is that bright light and everything and everything else is around so dark and so evil and uh i would not uh correlate that he is a jesus figure in this movie at all but he is a a bright example in a very very dark world and that's what as a christian the weird strive to be is that bright world that bright that that lamp that is hidden under a, a bushel or mm-hmm. or a uh, what is it in the scripture? Basket. A basket being hidden under a basket. We should be able to hide shine it under a bushel. I think it's from the actual song. That is true. That this is, is a true. a light of mine. This is a lot of mine. But uh, yeah, just being that light of the world to uh, inside of a very very dark and disturbing world. So yeah, I'm give it a six. Giving this movie a five. Okay.
0: I don't like this movie. Okay. Like I said, I, for most of this film, I was distracted. wasn't really watching it very closely. Yeah, fair. Uh, I can tell you the scene between her and Tess, I rock dude, whatever is what got me uninterested
2: in the film. Okay. Fair enough.
0: I still watched it. I finished it. I kept an eye out for action scenes, but the story itself, I didn't care about. I think it's well animated. Yeah. Uh, do I think it, I, because of how well it's animated, I can't lower it. Yeah. Past five there. But for story reasons, for um, creative decisions that I disagree with. Yeah. I really wish I could rate it lower than five. Okay. So yeah, five. Okay. Which brings us to the end of this section.
2: We need to,
0: uh, play some bumpers and on the other side we will talk about what we've been and watching
2: yeah what are we watching next oppenheimer oppenheimer which we were supposed to watch for this week. week
0: but distractions
2: distractions of course
0: the scheduling issues yes that are no longer an issue yes now. but anyway and he has been warned thank you yeah so join us next week for oppenheimer <laughs> and then um after the bumpers we'll talk about what we've been watching what's in the news mm-hmm. and some x-men
1: yes
2: this podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media.
0: This week, we suggest checking out Geek Devotions. Geek Devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They are not just a podcast. They are an entire network of shows, podcasts, and YouTube videos that are designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. They produce a weekly geek culture infused devotional. There is their podcast, Comtalk. There's another podcast where they read books. Allegedly. There's also another podcast where uh, they look through the Gundam watch. And, uh, if you're into, if you like movies, just like we do, you can check out them reviewing bad movies over at the bottom shelf. So, uh, you can find all their content and more, uh, at, uh, geekdevotions.com.
1: The Cellcast would like to thank the following patrons, Ashley and Francisco Ruiz, Book of Gaming, PaulJPowers.com. And I swear and I'll edit this eventually. Walk to get your name on the show plus uncut episodes early access to the cell cast plus reviews and special art from jacob please donate to us on patreon
2: so jacob i have a question for you
1: what have you been watching what
2: have i been watching so uh last weekend uh me and my girlfriend okay story time with this one so uh We first we're going to go watch uh "Sound of Freedom," and then I put Oppenheimer as a suggestion for our Socast Plus episode. And I didn't and hear then it. We never discussed. We it. never discussed it. We never discussed it. We never came up in conversation. No. And then we we talk about it, and it's like, oh yeah, he's great with it. Oh yeah, I'm going to go watch it next week. And I was like okay, great. And then I I I. I, I very, uh, I asked my girlfriend to be like, it's like, Hey, are you cool watching Oppenheimer? He's like, sure thing. And so then we, we go to Tyler, we meet up. Meanwhile, it hadn't occurred to me
0: that I was originally going to watch Oppenheimer with my parents and we hadn't discussed when we were going to watch it. And right. it came up that we were going to watch it tomorrow. However, after the story that changed.
2: Yes. So. Uh, so we originally were going to go to one theater. I think it was, uh, Grand Slam in Tyler, Texas. We were going to go to there and the line was packed for the, uh, it was, it was Barbenheimer weekend. It was a Jack's pack. Yeah. It was Barbenheimer weekend. So if those, I of can't you
0: can't believe that was a
2: thing. That was a thing. That was brilliant marketing. Do not get me wrong. But what that,
0: marketing is just what people decided to do. That is
2: true. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go see Barbie. This, hey, let's go, Barbie. Hey, no, 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 whatever. No let's Party, thank you, thank the you. Atomic
0: bomb is falling.
2: This is Doctor Strange, love.
0: We'll meet again.
2: <laughs> Anyways, and you have Oppenheimer. So apparently, people were doing double features of those these two films. It's like, okay, that's an interesting one. Pink, life and happy, and then you get the atomic bomb. <laughs> Or the creation well, of the atomic bomb. From tom-
0: what I understand, it's really not about the atomic bomb, which is going to be disappointing.
2: Kind of. Kind anyway. of. Anyway, So, yeah, we wound up going to another theater. We went to a uh, studio movie girl, and the the show, the, show, the show itself was almost sold out. We could not sit together. So I was sitting behind her, and uh, we I, I had a great time. She didn't, unfortunately. Uh, it wasn't the story. It wasn't the movie itself. She enjoyed the movie. And but it was more the the food we consumed while we were there It did not settle her stomach. So sorry again, Ashley. And uh, so watch Oppenheimer, really good movie, from my opinion. Now I'm not going to go any further because my co-host here has not seen it yet, so I will not spoil it. So I just recommend go watch it. But it does have scenes in there that are decaying, nudity, and graphic. So, like I
0: said some of my thoughts this week will be repeated probably.
2: <laughs> but uh so I get done uh, so I for some weird reason, I'm just looking for a movie to put on to put on and just watch. i I turn on a film that I've seen before in the past. And I enjoyed the movie when I was younger now granted I was younger when I watched this and my dad my father allowed us to watch die hard in lethal weapon when I was younger now granted he thought we were mature enough to watch this totally understandable I did not watch this movie when I was three years old I don't think so it's on Netflix Roadhouse uh starring um Oh, come on. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Thank you, Patrick Swayze. Oh my gosh. This movie is so, so dumb story-wise. It's, it's an 80s action schlock movie with almost zero plot. The villains are so hand-fistedly stupid. And it's this poor little town where Patrick Swayze's character comes in. He's going to straighten out this bar and everybody hates him, or all the bad guys are bad for bad guy's sake. And it's just be like you have goof idiot number one, who's our main villain, and then a goof idiot number two is our you know our our, our our rival, who also knows how to kick. So yeah, the story is so ridiculously dumb, and it it's one of those be like, wow, I think I lost brain cells watching this. Like it's 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 a fun, schlocky film. It's got nudity, it's got all this terror, you know, stuff.
0: I'm 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 seeing a trend of films here.
2: non intentional let's say that's non-intentionally. But uh detecting a trend. That's what I'm You're to detecting say. a trend. Radar's gone off. Radar, radar, radar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I watched, I got the way through half of it. I'm like, really? And it's like really your bad guy shows up after a fire that he started. Shows up in the the Double Deuce, which is the bar which they're at, and he's just sitting there. And then he gets his his girlfriend. I'm not sure if it's his girlfriend or the the other baddie's girlfriend. I don't know who she really is. She's just a a, a blonde bombshell character. And uh, and then all of a sudden, be like, there's all these rules set up for uh, the what the bouncers to do, the cooler, who is swayzy And uh, it's like, yeah, don't get in the fights. And then all of a sudden, oh, the, the big bad guy who knows martial arts be like, oh, he wants to fight people. Oh, yeah, let's start a fight with that. That's dumb. It's stupid. Like, it's, it's a movie I remember as a kid watching as an adult who now has five years of being a reviewer under his belt. It's like, wow, this movie is dumb so that is what i watched and then on the way so we had a kind of a emergency in our singles group our leader wendy aprimo uh had uh had to go to the hospital we were all worried for her thankfully and preferably she's doing well and uh apparently was due to stress not anything no strokes thank the lord and uh so thursday normally we do bible study but we didn't have bible study at night so we a bunch of us guys met up at a restaurant close to where i work and we had a very wonderful time of fellowship and goofing around and just being guys and uh so on the way over there not thinking because they're gonna it's like oh i remember listening to this podcast I was like, "This sounds like a great idea," and I just plug in the first episode they plug in, which the never of Mag- never occurred to you to actually go back to where you left off. No, I didn't. I was like, "You know what? This can be fun." So I listened to it. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like, "Wow, this is really good. oh yeah." I've listened to this before, and I was like, "Oh okay." You know, obviously it's it's X Men the audio drama, which apparently the pa- we are part of the Patreon. Yes, which sounds great. So, so I'm listening to this entire thing. Walking, I'm walking around because I'm always early to stuff. And so I'm I'm sitting there, and it, the the credits are rolling, and then it's just like it cuts, and then you hear Deadpool voice by our, our 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 podcast friend Nate Marchand, and I am dying. <laughs> I am so dying because they hear him voice Deadpool in the x-men audio drama i'm not sure if he'll show up in season season four yeah season four season four i don't i don't know if he's gonna show up but that was such a great little cameo to where he be like deadpool as a character references march and himself and his other character voices and power rangers
0: and and all the other actors who have been voicing people in x-men the animated series
2: yes yes so great so wonderful so nate wonderful job amazing so then i started i was like wait a minute i didn't go back to where i was and i think for the last day and a half that's all i've been listening to is x-men the audio drama so if you like really really good audio dramas of a very famous franchise such as x-men you should go listen to this It's very well done so yes that is what i've been watching and listening and minus a lot of youtube about history because there again i just wouldn't went and watched oppenheimer so i want to learn well that you than...
0: wanted to know if gold would melt at that temperature
2: well that wasn't youtube that was google that mean you couldn't watch it on youtube that is true but i didn't so what have you been watching, listening to, or in your case, playing? Well,
0: I mentioned last Friday during our news segment Yes. that the episode that was going to air yesterday of Star Trek Strange New Worlds mm-hmm. was going to be the uh, crossover episode yes. with Lower Decks. Yes. So imagine my surprise Mm. about four or five o'clock. I get a text message from uh, one of several message groups I'm in Mm. that says, Hey guys, the Lower Decks crossover just dropped. Well, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop what I have been doing. Mm. (laughs) And I go and I watch those old scientists is the name of the episode. Mm. Now, I will say this right now. This is, while it is a Strange New Worlds episode, it is basically a Lower Decks episode in Strange New Worlds. Really? It is really that kind of feel. There is enough stuff from Strange New Worlds that I am going to have to explain some stuff before you watch it. Okay. And granted, the last time on Strange New Worlds thing should tell you a lot, but... I gotcha. It won't explain that smile. Okay. That's all I'm going to say okay. uh, for now. Okay. It's going to wait ways until we get, we're going to be able to talk about this. Okay. But, um, Green. Oh, th- it was such a good episode. Uh, because so, you know, so far, Strange in the World, it's all, it's been like, oh, yeah, this is the 23rd century, all this other stuff. We're, we're not, we can't mention anything that occurs after this point chronologically. And then Boimler shows up kudos for how they did that i will say that okay. made a lot of sense okay and eventually mariner too because she does show up and th- does she wreck havoc and get away with it why do you want me to spoil stuff because whether she does or not that would be spoiling so she does <laughs> i didn't say that <laughs> okay
2: uh, I'm, I'm now saying... trying to think. <laughs> did she
0: stuff? probably no. she did because
2: this point boy- it's mariner
0: no 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 i mean it probably gets away with it the honestly she she is they 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 both are still their lower deck selves okay don't get me wrong okay but she is she's as bad as boimler
2: that's all i'm gonna
0: say this pike at least put her in her place <laughs> no need to she's not as bad as you're thinking okay you you are you you are still thinking of her in season one not as season three mariner even though she has some season one ishness in her in season three yeah <laughs> She has no... The only thing she gets in trouble for is jumping in after Boimler. Okay, then. It's the only thing that she technically did that she should not have done. Oh, okay. But she's still technically doing her job as she was the commanding officer for the mission. Gotcha. That's as far as I'm going to explain got gotcha. that. I gotcha. However, her and Uhura was sweet.
2: <laughs> oh. oh, no sec.
0: Okay. So there, there again, on the, on, 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 on the actual plot there are some nice little cool things like the fact that uh both tawny newsome who plays mariner mm. and uh, jack quaid who plays boimler they you can tell they went and watched uh and studied how their characters move in lower decks because the so voice they, actors, so they could match them because they never actually acted like the characters outside of the voice acting oh, okay so th- there are some subtle things in there that when i kind of go He's actually doing the power walk that Boimler does in so many episodes. You know the one I'm talking. Yeah, about. he actually does that at one point. I'm going, wow, <laughs> didn't expect that. And there was a point there where they made a connection. I go, please say No Way Wells is about to show up in this thing. Please say No Say Way Wells is about to show. You know the one that plays attendee. Uh, yeah, there's a point in here where I was watching I was like, please say she's about to show up because this is going to be awesome. She does. <laughs> She's not gonna be playing Tindy, but it would be awesome if she did. But not going there. Ah. But I will say there is some nice the, the there are two instances that are there are animated parts of this thing. Mm-hmm. And there are two points involving the Strange New Worlds locale mm. that are done very well. And when I was watching it, I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like the exact tricky. opposite reason that I would do it in Lower Decks because Strange New Worlds is not referencing Lower Decks. <laughs> Let's just say there was a point in one section I go, what is, why well, is he smiling? <laughs> what does he know?
2: All, all I can say is I know Strange New Worlds is in the past it's, and Lower Decks is in the future. Five before the original series. Yes. And Lower Decks is in the future.
0: Lower decks is one starts one year after Star Trek Nemesis. Oh okay. movie wise. That's right. That being said <laughs> that being <laughs> said time <laughs> travel shenanigans <laughs> of course have changed things. If you want to understand the whole story from beginning to end of Star Trek, I can now no longer suggest chronologically. I have to say you have to watch it in series order. Oh, wow. If you're wanting to watch it, where it makes sense story-wise, because they made, okay, minor thing, and then I will move on. Okay. Since the Abrams verse films came out. Right. I'm not saying this is a judgment call in the Abrams films. I'm saying this is the first time it happened.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: There has been an updating to uh, continuity. Okay. That they had not... Touched on before. Mm-hmm. Up and okay. So in Star Trek continuity, this will mm-hmm. be very quick. Yeah, there are three. There, there are two things that we knew happened between 1966, when Star Trek first aired, mm-hmm. and the beginning of Star Trek: The Original Series. Yes, that you know, that there were things that had to happen for the quote unquote future to take place. Mm. This being the eugenics wars that mm-hmm. ended when Khan went into space in 1996. Mm-hmm. Which of course didn't happen in real life, right? Thankfully, <laughs> and Zephram Cochran inventing the warp drive that we <laughs> know by first contact happens uh, causes first contact to occur on April fifth, two thousand sixty three.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Up until, uh, sorry, brain fart. Uh, there ha- uh, starting in. The Abrams vs. films, okay. was the first time we saw it, there is obviously a change to there's some change had to have occurred because yeah. there is a aesthetic change to how things look. Yeah. Most people who don't care about this stuff and think I'm a nut <laughs> would say it's just because they rebooted and re envisioned it. Yeah. Granted, that is physically the reason why it occurred. Yes. However, <laughs> as a reason I'm, I'm harping on this, in, right. in Star Trek, in previous Star Trek appearances where they had to go back to, for one reason or another, the original enterprise. Okay. They recreated the 1965 set as ridiculous as it looks in modern television.
1: Right.
0: But starting with the Abrams films, they updated the design to look different also because that's when they started recasting characters. They, uh, the, uh, uh the way, uh, the characterizations of some of these famous characters are changed slightly depending on who's doing the performance. Right. Plus, you get into discovery, and you get the whole thing where technically Spock has an adopted sister, mm. who I hate. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Plot convenience, anybody? Are you aware that the term Mary Sue?
2: Yes, is from originally Star Trek.
0: was from Star Trek fan fiction. Yeah, I remember. And you would think that the writers of Star Trek, knowing this. Would do their dead level best to not incorporate a Mary Sue into the actual show, but they did. But they did. Yeah. More on the, that. That's neither here nor there. I'm trying to get back to my point. Yes, gives your point. My point is between the revisits to the previous century, the changes in timelines that have occurred. There's been a well. When did any of this stuff start to happen? Yeah. One line. Two episodes ago. Okay. It, Strange New Worlds fixed everything. Okay, Mostly because it just pushed everything into place finally. Because it was growing issues. And then this just kind of caused everything to just fall into place where it all needed right. to fall. Because of time travel shenanigans that technically occurred in Enterprise, of all shows. Okay. The timeline has changed slightly, but the fact that a madman an event called the eugenics wars that was led by khan nuni singh has to occur because no matter what this particular romulan tried to do they couldn't stop it from happening it just kept happening in fact apparently she started trying it back when he was supposed to go off into space in 1992 so already there was a change in the way things work since it was already pushed off to 96 when we knew about it okay <laughs> and now 2030s is when it's supposed to take place okay then <laughs> so yeah it's getting real tight on that 1963 for a world war iii to occur and now we have to include another civil war for united states because that's now a thing okay anyway anyway all of that is probably y'all probably don't even care <laughs> what i'm talking about because i'll be like there there again and another kirk Actually, he's not a bad Kirk, but we'll get
2: there later. You won't See, even run into that Kirk. Probably not. But but all, all I have to do is say is like, whenever Drew brings up Star Trek, it's always something really nerdy and really cool that he brings up. I appreciate that. Yeah, because it's like, oh my gosh, he geeks out about it beyond belief. Because it's so just, just let him write it out. Star Trek was my first geekdom, of course. Okay, so it's, course. My, it's my first geek love. I'm gonna, I know
0: it better than I know most things.
2: Yes, agreed. So, yeah. And it's, it's, it's cool when he does it. It's funny and cool every time he does it. Moving on. So yes. I
0: watched the Lower Decks crossover, and mm-hmm. the fun thing is, is since the Lower Decks crossover yes, Stranger New Worlds came out on a day separate from the normal release of strange new worlds they moved they, they actually went ahead and released another new episode of strange new worlds last night hmm. and it's the darkest thing star trek has put on screen period and yet it was a good episode hmm. yes artsy seth there is going to be a musical episode next week
2: that'll be fun okay i'll show there, you a clip okay you get lower decks you get a dark episode now you get a musical okay it's called a darkness sandwich white bread
0: dark meat white bread dark meat. it's a hamburger star trek hamburger
2: okay
0: i don't know dude
2: it's called wheat bread it's healthier
0: that doesn't fit my illustration all right fine then <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> along with those along with watching Star Trek. Okay. What else did I watch? I don't know. <laughs> a truck Burger oh, apparently. I actually do know. Uh when I went over to Chase the Sunday night. Yeah. We ended up binging like most of Love After World Domination. Okay. We went through like Five, uh, eight of the twelve episodes. Wow! Uh, and we were both saying, "Why did we stop watching this show? It's brilliant." <laughs> this is the uh Romeo and Juliet with Super Sentai. Oh, okay, show. that show. Okay. Yes, that, that show. Okay, that show. It wa- and it is funny. It is hilarious. I got you. Uh, it's not going to beat Spy Family onto the animated series segment of this show, but I got you. It's definitely going to be up there. Um, but yeah, uh, we watched that. Uh, and then I have been playing when I have been playing games, I've been playing some Yakuza 2 Kawami. Okay. That's been fun, though I have a feeling once I kick you out of the studio tonight, I may be jumping back into Final Fantasy 14 cuz there. Today was Fanfest. Oh, we had announcements. Oh, okay. This looks like this expansion looks like it's going to be the beach episode of an anime, an entire expansion like this. It's like, oh, my God, wow. this is going
2: to be fun. That sounds interesting.
0: Well, I mean, after we. After we not only saved the world, but the universe last expansion. OK. It's, he said, we thought we'd give you all a little break. Of course, you don't believe we're it's just going to be a summer vacation, do you? No. Oh, no, Yoshi P, we do not. What demon? What that? De- what what god are we going to kill this week? Ah. <laughs> so yeah, all right. So, before so I've been, that's pretty much what I've been watching. I got playing. you.
2: So you you mentioned something. It kind of reminded me of something at work today. So I, I was I was working where I work, and uh, I work with customers. And so in the morning, be like parents bring in their kiddos, so that's always fun. So this one little kid be like it's it's a you know two little kids in a cart, and the coolest hair ever. And, uh, so I'm sitting there doing my thing and a little boy points me, like he says something, I don't know what he said, but he's like, he's points to m- like my tooth because I'm missing a tooth. I'm missing a tooth. It's a natural, natural thing. Apparently it's genetic cause it's through my dad's side of the family, but he point he points to my tooth. No one has ever done this pointed to my tooth, which is missing right here. And, uh, and it's like, what happened to your tooth? I'm like, okay. I lost it during a football practice while I was in middle school. And it never grew back because it was a baby tooth. There's not an adult tooth underneath that. So I had a little kid. who's probably like three or four point that out for the first time. I was like, okay, that was interesting.
0: Admittedly, I never noticed you were missing a tooth. No. Oh, yeah. I'm missing a tooth right
2: here. Uh, good to know. Yeah. Or if I noticed it, I didn't care enough to, yeah. know to say anything. Exactly. So I thought it was the funniest thing. This little kid point out. It's like, what happened to your tooth? so yeah i just thought i would bring that up because i thought it was cute and funny fair enough okay so so jacob what do we have in
0: the news
1: the Cellcast news with your host jacob heron
2: Why think you deal it and going into today's news apparently on this day uh 83 years ago in uh let's see it's july january july what is the date i'm don't have a watch i'm looking today is the 28th 28th okay so apparently the either yesterday i think it was yesterday or today uh so on the in nineteen forty. The first appearance of everybody's, eh, what's up, Doc? Character. What's up, Doc? Yeah. His first, Bugs Bunny's first appearance appeared in, I think it's a, a, what a hair short from Warner hair. Brothers. Is that, is that an actual Bugs Bunny or is that one of the original prototype? Bugs I think Bugs. it was one of the first prototypes of him, but is it's it? actual Bugs Bunny. Like he doesn't look like he, way he does now like the way he was drawn yeah. back in the 40s. That may be one of the proto-bugs. It's pro- there was it's, a lot of proto-bugs. Yeah, because that was his first ever appearance. Would what, you say the name of the short one? Uh, A Wild Hair, 1940. Is
0: this the one where Elmer, with Elmer Fudd, really fat, El- really weird-looking Elmer Foote, yeah. uh, taking photographs, trying to take photographs of, of wild animals? I don't know.
2: I don't remember. I, I remember watching this as a kid when I was i would go to my grandparents in Louisiana. And uh, this is
0: regular looking elmer
2: yeah well that time period elmer fudd well there's another one where
0: it's like one of the proto bugs and it's a really strange looking elmer fudd like a fat
2: elmer fudd yeah that might be it
0: he's photographing he's he is literally still shooting animals yeah just on film
2: (laughs) oh okay yeah yeah. but uh yeah bugs money made his first appearance yesterday 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 in 1940, so 84 years ago? 83 years ago, I believe. Okay, this is actually the
0: first regular Bugs. It's, it is not one of the proto-Bugs.
2: Oh, okay, so it's his first actual actual appearance. Actual appearance as Bugs Bunny. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. There's a
0: couple of other quote-unquote it's not technically Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. but it's basically Bugs Bunny. Yeah. That are before this, and I couldn't remember yeah. which, when that actually was.
2: Oh, okay. So, for those who follow the news, be like we, be like Heck, I, I watched a uh, a promo or a, a reel from uh what was what is that it's a uh, full house rewind one of these podcasts mm-hmm. that one of the original actors who uh who is the host uh put out a video saying we're not gonna do any more uh podcasts or videos over because of the stag strikes I'm like okay I understand you're an actor but you're doing a podcast. Yeah, but they're going to be like they they want you know this and this and okay, totally get you want to you know stand by your actor friends I get it, but it's just like okay it's interesting. So speaking of uh, a certain film that came out this year and did very well because we didn't review it because we didn't get up our butts to actually do it.
0: That's not the reason
2: it's doing well. No, it's not. But I, <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of saying I
0: saw it. Yeah, you I, saw it. I, I think- didn't.
2: <laughs> there again that's my fault
0: neither one of us thoughts like we need to react to that yeah we did okay we will correct that at the beginning of next
2: yeah we'll correct that beginning of next season okay one of the first things we're doing next yeah agreed agreed so apparently uh the sequel to across the spider verse has been delayed due to the sag uh writer writer's guild strikes
0: yeah, because you have the Writers Guild and you have the Actors Guild yeah. who mm-hmm. who uh, both struck, yes. struck, striked, striked, at the same time. Yeah, it's probably the actors that's causing this actually this whole probably the writing. I believe was finished for both films a while back. Yeah, that and across. Agreed. Outside of you know little touches here and there. yeah,
2: get, uh, yeah. Because I know they are. I think their production of Deadpool three with
0: and it got it got delayed. It
2: got delayed due to the 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 sag strikes. Which like I understand be like you're looking for more wages and more opportunities for your writers and your actors for the most part, mm-hmm. but uh, and artsy stuff does has a point that legally they
0: cannot as part of the neither the SAG Guild mm-hmm. or the or the writers guild yeah. can actually talk about any projects they have worked on because they can't promote that's true any of those projects while true. the strike is going on because that would Very be considered true. working for
2: the film. Okay, that makes sense. That does actually make sense. Thank you so if step. you have
0: if if I don't know I I don't know what kind of show you were talking about that's saying that's going on pause. Uh,
2: Full House Rewind. It's Full a podcast. Are they interviewing people? For yeah, course? they're 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 interviewing people from. Oh, it.
0: it's in this. Okay, so they're interviewing people. Yeah, they literally can't do that right now.
2: Yeah. So it's, like, it makes
0: sense. Yeah, you were going on hiatus so we can actually talk. Yeah,
2: exactly. It. Exactly. So yeah, that has affected a lot of things going on with animation to movies and that kind of stuff right yeah. now so yeah we're gonna see a lot of movies that were gonna come out later this year being pushed back till next year uh, and hopefully they get all of this worked out and we can you know get our movies back mm-hmm. so to answer the, the thing i brought up
0: a minute ago whether or not it was a official bugs bunny yes. first time officially bugs Bunny or if it was one of the bugs prototypes a wild hair is the official appearance of bugs bunny okay his the the apparent first appearance of the character who would evolve okay. into Bugs Bunny, okay. who does not have a name, is the the short is Porky's Hair Hunt, okay. which literally it's Porky Pig hunting rabbits. So I guess yeah. uh, he's, Elmer he's was the, busy that day. I guess the funny thing is I, the, the you know who, the guy who directed the short, who his name is Ben Hardaway, who has a nickname really bugs i don't know if he's na- if bugs bunny is named after him mm. but i think that's interesting okay interesting but uh i can't of course i can't put this on the audio portion but that's the bugs bunny i'm talking about
2: oh yeah yeah. that's definitely a proto prototype oh yeah
0: early proto bugs
2: doesn't even look like bugs but no it doesn't
0: uh so yeah
2: so yeah, as of right now, that's all I have right now because of Sag Strikes and everything. Yeah, everything's and guilt kind strikes.
0: That of, kind of down right it's now. It's kind
2: of down right now. But uh, it's like the, there are some things still coming out, but there again, nothing's going to be promoted. Uh, the the new Turtles film is coming out. I know that. Yeah, And uh, that I, I saw a review over that. Maybe I shouldn't have watched it, but I watched it anyway. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like an interesting film. Maybe for someone like me who grew up watching journals, may not like it so much. But, but there it's again. It's a
0: reimagining, isn't it?
2: Yes, it's a kind of a reimagining. I'm sorry for you, my friend. I've been yes. there. Yes, yes. It's like, oh, crap. We've all been there when our,
0: what, what but, feels but, like our childhood has been poo pooed on.
2: Yes. Anyway, yeah. So that's all I have for news, for the news, unless you have something else. I
0: do not. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and jump into X Men?
1: Previously on X Men.
0: Meet the sulky, over bulky, bulky and bulky superhero, superhero. And, and electrically, electrically transistor super superhero. superhero, and, and exotically exotic. erotic what? and aquatic what? superhero. And my superheroes have arrived. But Messages wrong every time. X-Men, X-Men coming your way. Spider-Man and his amazing amazing friends. Ice man and and Firestar! X Men, the animated series. Uh, our first episode tonight. Xavier remembers. Mm-hmm. First aired on April twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. Not as a season five episode, but the end of season four. Yes, technically. Mm-hmm. Technically, mm-hmm. it was directed by Larry Houston and Fred Miller, and written by Stephanie Matheson. In this episode, when Professor X suffers a slight concussion, which I missed that part. <laughs> I did His too. Powerful psychic mind is suddenly open to manipulation. Guest cast for this includes Chris Britton as Mr. Sinister, Mm -hmm. Don Franks as Sabretooth, and Maurice Dean Went as the Shadow King. Trivia for this episode, there is none. Fair. I looked everywhere. Really? Nobody had any trivia for this episode. Wow. It's that forgettable. (laughs) And that is my problem with this episode. It is very forgettable. It is. i do not understand what ha- i couldn't even follow this episode
2: it was so weird agreed like you you have this point where like uh cyclops says something about oh the professor bumped his head and now be like he's in a coma and then you see all this astroplane well, stuff three going different
0: times we get different occurrences as to where the x-men are At one point they're out on the f- they're they're getting attacked by their worst fears yeah which of course storms is in closed spaces which like looks weird but anyway yeah but then they're all watching over xavier oh he's having his concussion in the middle of the and the, he keeps saying weird things it's like wait a minute which one is the real tax men team right here which ones are in his head i never figured <laughs> it out because by the end apparently it was the one being attacked by their fears yeah not the one in the watching over him i'm like what is going on in this episode is it Who m- was smoking something <laughs> in this episode? Oh,
2: oh my gosh! I'd be like, there, there are parts of what I enjoyed where you got to see from Xavier's viewpoint to seeing his students, right? They, you know, like they're growing from when they were what? younger to the blue, the the old blue uh, was, suits to their modern yeah. suits. That was the thing. I saw the little image on
0: Disney Plus, the the thumbnail mm-hmm. for this episode, and I going oh, we're actually going to have an episode where we're going to be looking back on the first mission of the X-Men mm. uh, with the original team. We may even get a good look at uh, Beast before he got... Furry. Furry. Nope. That's not what this is. We don't even get a good look at any of the team other than mm. Angel is on the team. Yeah,
2: which we know is, that couldn't have happened in this continuity <laughs> exactly
0: angels not on the team in this continuity. he doesn't know anybody didn't know who they were in season one when he got turned into
2: archangel come <laughs> on come on like you, you you put him in there in this episode but then you said earlier that he didn't know nothing about the x-men this continuity is weird crazy Absolutely crazy. Which I, I i guess
0: that technically was taking place in Xavier's mind, so maybe he got confused.
2: Maybe, even I though he's know. a bro- he's a he's a brilliant a genius, br- he's a brilliant scientist. He's
0: yeah. working on this strange moon thing. Now you don't know what I'm talking about, there. No, strange moon thing. I was quoting a Dragon Ball Z abridged thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, no idea. Anyway, unless he turns into a big monkey. No. Okay. That would be interesting. <laughs> In a giant wheelchair. (laughs) Anyway. That was horrible. I'm (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That was horrible. I think in fact, there is a a one little bit of (laughs) trivia in this. I think I realized. This is the first episode chronologically in which Jean Gray is back in her old uniform since the beginning of season three. Yes.
2: Oh my god! And
0: I think it's I don't remember if it's this episode or the next one where Storm is wearing her green outfit. <laughs> this is a stupid episode. It is I'm sorry. Agreed. I, I wanted is... to enjoy this, but it's like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, me either. And I
2: don't care. It's so baffling. It's what I was watching
0: this episode and going, wow, this
2: is gonna be two for two. I hate to see how three's gonna go. Well, the, the thing I did enjoy about it because they do we're we are dealing with uh crap who's the villain in this one
0: the i said his name but i don't remember like Like the dark specter or something it's It's, it's uh, not power rangers (laughs) shadow king shadow King. it's almost as bad i'm not convinced this is a legitimate marvel character this sounds like a saban character yeah
2: so the shadow king shows up and of course be like he's wrecking havoc and it's like, oh, yeah, because... You don't ex- even know ex- what this guy actually looks like. No, he's in it. Well, we do, because he, we, he's he's a big guy with armor and horns. Except for when
0: he met with Xavier that one time, and he was a human, human. while he was taking control of Storm's Bandit Kids thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm going, hang on, hang on, mm-hmm. hang on, hang mm-hmm. on. If Storm, if, if Xavier knew Aurora when she was a kid and took her from there to go be with the X-Men. When did she get to be the
2: goddess of Africa? Who because knows? she did that in this continuity <laughs> too. This shows continuity is all kinds of screwy.
0: <laughs> and apparently to
2: get screwier and screwier. So I'm just saying that when
0: X-Men 97 gets written, they're gonna have a lot of, of retconning they're gonna have to
2: do. Hopefully. Hopefully, they do a better job writing writing this. Just and, saying. And this
0: thing is, we actually do
2: like this show. We do, I actually. think that's what's crazy. It's like, but it's like, this is definitely a
0: 90s show that was not caring.
2: Oh, yeah, agreed. About the, the, the 90s is always a weird place. Definitely, we're writing and and, characters, and this is, stories. And this
0: is pre-90s renaissance of, yeah. of children's entertainment.
2: Yes. When we get,
0: Grant, Spider-Man was started by here, and that's kind of the start of it. And then, of course, Batman the animated series would have oh. been out by this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, but this is that weird holdover from the early '90s yeah. where it's like, we are we have got this crazy show that mm-hmm. kids like to watch, and we didn't really
2: think this through. No, they didn't. Like, there's like the point where they they they. Um... I want to call them mastermind, but it's not even mastermind. Mastermold is in the next yeah, one. Yeah, mastermold, but whatever. You uh, the
0: Sentinels were in this, but they never talked. Oh my
2: gosh but uh
0: oh which, yeah they which, were in it which kudos i actually like the fact that we saw uh then they were showing each of the villain the, the fears of the other uh, x-men mm-hmm. except for storm so that's i'm sorry her claustrophobia is a joke at this point
2: <laughs> it seems yep. like yeah for but, those who actually do have claustrophobia yeah, we, we're, not wait, fun not, of that. we're not making fun of that we're making fun of how they
0: continually <laughs> shove this down our throats in this show yeah that storm is claustrophobic like I, for the 18th time this morning yes, like, we know we know uh but uh we we do get sabretooth mm-hmm. fighting wolverine it's like okay that's cool we get a callback with the sentinels attacking jubilee mm-hmm. even though that was weird how they did that with them going through the ground that was weird yeah was and i don't remember what cyclops's was
2: uh but. uh sinister
0: Sinister. Yeah, he was he mr was sinister because she because he had a G- uh, gene uh, trapped mm-hmm. going back to that episode mm-hmm. in season two yeah on uh, at the end of uh the long walk across the wildlands. that's right <laughs> long that walk episode. <laughs> that episode yes uh gosh but yeah the, that, but yeah that's this is just a weird episode. it's a weird episode let's weird get into episode. the second episode all right uh next episode was called courage First aired September 23rd, 1995, so backwards. Mm -hmm. uh, Written by, as directed by Larry Houston and Fred Miller, as Mm -hmm. always, and was written by Michael Edens. In this episode, Morph and Wolverine investigate and discover that the Sentinels are back. Okay. We brought back Morph. Honestly, that's kind of, I kind of, I don't, I I like this reappearance better than the first time he reappeared, but Mm -hmm. okay. Barry Flatman uh, repri- uh, comes back as Henry Peter Gyrick. Mm. David Fox as the Sentinels of Master Mold. Brett Halsley as Dr. Bolivar Trask. And we got Ron Rubin as Morph. Which I meant to double check this and I didn't. I don't know if that's the same voice actor who played Morph in
2: the original episode. I don't remember. Because it doesn't sound like him. No, it doesn't.
0: Uh, in this episode, Wolverine, we- look out! <laughs> in this episode, we got cameos by... Strong guy, Omega Red, Sasquatch, Angel, and Longshot morph appears all as all throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. In this episode, Master Mold orders the Sentinels to retrieve the one who destroyed his body, being Professor Xavier, mm-hmm. referencing the events of the Final Decision. And during the final battle, Morph changes into several other characters to make use of their inherited abilities: Omega Red's tendrils, Sasquatch's super strength, Angel's wings for flight, and yeah. Longshot's hollow bones for agility. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here reading this and going,
2: Longshot's power is that he has hollow bones? I thought it was more he had luck. I thought that's what it was, too. Yeah. Again, continuity, people. What's going on? Well, it was
0: uh, the it's 90s. Like so it was Mojo. Who yeah. knows what's going on it's with Mojo. It's Mojo World. <laughs> I'm going to Mojo the heck out of here. Yeah. I, at this point, I'd rather have Mojo. Mojo. <laughs> This is not Powerpuff Girls, though. Mm-hmm. I know, but that would be somewhat. That would be more fun. Anyway, this is actually a better episode. I actually, yeah. I actually like Morph in this episode. Yeah, they actually wrote his character pretty good, mm-hmm. I think. But uh, other than that, it was just kind of you can tell we're on the, the downward slope. Yeah, of the show right now. Agree. Because it's like, oh, we don't know what to we're do. Just, mm-hmm. We're just trying to continue. Here's the thing once fred miller stepped into the director's chair alongside larry houston who mm. i'm not convinced is directing anymore i think this legally they have to keep putting his they name keep on fred, the show. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when this show has gone downhill because really after um after the dark phoenix saga which was still where the writing was still like the best the show has been yeah the writing on the, the the season four and season five episodes have just been a thing. <laughs> it's like we're still we, we haven't lost ratings yet. Yeah. So we're still making stuff, but you can tell this is why when they went to season five, they made it went to an even cheaper studio to make this.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Like it's so, it's, it's it's a serviceable episode. Yeah. And like this is
0: not the first season. No, it's not. a the second season or the third season. This is like okay, we're we know we're we have jumped the shark and we have not left the lake yet
2: yeah and to think we have one two three four five six seven eight nine are you looking at my
0: list or an official list because some of those official lists are going to count some of the stuff we've already reviewed
2: oh okay uh hang on Uh, i'm actually looking at the list on az plus 12 14 16 18 20 22
0: 24 I think if i'm carrying this right we've got 26 episodes left okay. not counting our two special episodes that's right that we haven't announced yet true but one of them is coming up really quick i just realized
1: oh ah, okay end of,
0: end of next month hmm. so uh that's really all i've got for this one it's i got you. a
2: weird episode agreed again season four gets weirder I mean, like it's odd season five is just going to be dragging oh the, my God. drag the that season five is going to be hard to watch that's what i let's i i don't remember season five that well it's but really it's sad that season yeah,
0: five is not lining up with bad movie month
2: oh that would be hilarious the the next season that we're doing does but that had those two things do not correlate at all <laughs> but anyway
0: I think that's going to bring it bring us to the end of this one next yeah. week we are reviewing the episodes secrets not long buried and nightcrawler mm-hmm. yes nightcrawler i know is a good episode so, such a i'll be like i remember this nightcrawler
2: yeah because i remember to this day this episode
0: i remember nightcrawler because i remember thinking oh when, when, when x2 was getting announced mm-hmm. that movie what oh nightcrawler's gonna be in this he's an awesome character i hope they do him justice
2: they kind of did him justice. Kind of. Anyway. Yeah. Cause I remember, I remember the, this episode so succinctly. Cause I remember the episode cause they do touch on religion, like actually having a relationship yes. with God. And, uh, you I, know, don't, the, I don't
0: think he's a Baptist preacher in this one like no. he is in the
2: comics. No, he's not. But, I think no. I think in the comics he's more like a like a Catholic priest or something. I like thought that. he
0: was. I thought he was Baptist,
2: but nuance. Whatever. Yeah, because I remember in this episode clearly. It's not important right now. No, it's not important now. But I remember very distinctly when I was a kid watching the very end of this episode where it's Wolverine on his knees praying to God about something. But I was like, oh, that's different. This is '90s cartoons, and they're dealing with something as you know faith based like. A main character praying to god it's like this mm-hmm. is cool so yeah I'm, I'm very looking forward to revisiting that episode because i remember that episode very very clearly because it's night mm-hmm. yeah
0: i was looking real quick because now i am curious mm. <laughs> which particular christian faith he belongs to oh uh, i think
2: he's catholic i think i mean that would make well, sense because he's german yeah but... well no be like lutheran then he could be lutheran he could be lutheran he yeah. could be lutheran but i can't bring it up real cuz most quick. of them like either he's catholic he's uh, he's a he's lutheran or um he he's just a, like a generic religious person who believes in god
0: well let's face it the writers probably wouldn't have been able to write it very well anyway yeah
2: because honestly i remember wolverine's prayer about forgiveness and the whole mm-hmm. bit and i was like oh my gosh that's powerful and seeing a clip over it i think like a year like a few years ago was like whoa that brings me back to my childhood and it's like oh my gosh that's yeah. good that's good that's good stuff definitely is an adult now who has a much firmer faith in jesus mm-hmm. it's like wow that's really good for a 90s cartoon for the big wolverine character to stop and do that uh, That's really cool i'm looking forward to that can't find it fast enough to bring it up before anyway. we end
0: the show right join us next week for those things in the meantime this has been drew
2: this is jacob
0: and we'll catch you in the next frame
1: you can follow jacob on his facebook at jacob b heron his facebook page jacob's daily art corner where he tries to draw each and every day i try his instagram at jacob b heron his Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's Photo Bin to see his photography. His letterbox page at G George 759. His Twitter at G George 759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast on twitter at cast underscore cell the cell cast can be found at apple podcasts google play podcasts stitcher spotify or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from please rate and review us where you found us and also on Podchaser. email us at the cell at gmail.com the cell cast is a proud member of both the pop americana and culture box media networks for more information please see the link in the description our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner and remember that's cell with a single L.
0: Swayze Christmas and we'll gather at the roadhouse with our next of kin. And Santa can be our regular Saturday night thing. We'll decorate a bar stool and gather round and sing. Oh, let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas this year or we'll tear your throat out and kick you in the ear. What the heck? <laughs> you said Patrick Swayze earlier in Roadhouse, and I remembered a song from Mr. Science Theater Three Thousand, specifically the episode "Santa Claus Conquers the Martians." Man. What? The heck? And they had a Patrick Swayze Christmas that year. <laughs> and I couldn't. I'm sitting there going, I, I can't. I have to. There's nothing from Ninja Scroll I can make a joke off of. But you mentioned Patrick Swayze <laughs> <What is he? laughs> and it's July. Christmas in July is a thing. <laughs>